Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are coming to you from the Honeycomb Hideout. We're back from a little couple week vacation. Mm-hmm. We were, but all of us are doing, making moves. But this is Sean, aka the Truth, aka the Super Nicest, aka the R, the Nar, Mister R, aka not the black dude you thought I was. This is Caesar, aka De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican Ernesto, Captain Kulo, Coach, Mister Brunch, your local also that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the, How the fuck, fuck did, did he get, get here? El hombre de gente, the habitual line crosser, and the fucking honey badger. What up? It's Jake, Killer Shark Productions. Extra, extra, extra. Still working on my intro skills. Uh, <laughs> I was told I need to work on them, so that's that's my main goal right now. Dude, it intro sounds better skills? right now was, already. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Very confident. All you right, got to be confident right, in yeah. the strokes. Just come, come in. in. Come yeah. in hot. Come in hot. Come in hot. Okay. It's like roundhouse, roundhouse, roundhouse. <laughs> Just like the, the new challenge. The Spinning back <laughs> kick. Oh, I'm going to do it with my hair. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get a video. You're going to get that predator Bottle shit cap. going? I guarantee you in Tahoe the next three days. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Nice. I'm going to be like, I'm getting this bottle cap of my hair. Good thing you got a girlfriend now <laughs> to help you with these endeavors. <laughs> Hold the camera, baby. Yeah. Daddy got to do some shit. <laughs> So, how was your week, Sean? Oh, vacation. vacation. So, since we last made a podcast, I have not slept in this, uh, you know, mm. here in Reno two in the, consecutive nights. In the state of Nevada. Yeah, we went to, uh, went and saw Wu-Tang with uh, De La Soul and Farside and Eric B and Rakim, the mm. god. The god. Uh, down in uh, Mountain View. That was a great trip. The, the concert was awesome. Even though we missed Farside because uh, the traffic was super bad, we just like... Hopped out of our lift and, and like, ran. like, yeah, like just took off and stand in line. But uh, great show. We stayed. We had a sweet little Airbnb in uh, Sunnyvale, California. Had some authentic Italian food. Uh, sea salt bread was salty a little bit. Of course he was. Um, <laughs> uh, Johnny had too much fun. It was just like old times. Yeah. Johnny had a little too much fun Ian the was night there before, too, right? and Ian was there, and uh, everyone, you know, got to. Everyone's having a good time. There was one yeah. point where I looked over and I was like, "I'm going 88. Like it's time travel time." <laughs> and like Nick was sitting right next to me. Uh, he just, probably already time traveled. Oh yeah, like just same level as me. And I was like, yeah. "This is just like uh, you know, we're 20 years old again at a yeah. show." And the the crowd at the show is crazy because like Method Man was like. You know, how many people were born in the 70s? Raise your hand. You know, 80s and 90s. He's like, I feel bad for you and your music. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole throughout the whole show, every group was talking about like, all you fucking old people with bad knees, like get up and rock with us. Like I got bad knees. You got bad knees. You've been rocking with me for 30 years. Yeah. So that was cool. Like the average age was definitely uh, in the, at least in the mid 30s, if yeah. not 40. Because like, yeah, and still my one of my top shows I've ever seen is Method Man and Red Man. Like they're the livest of the live. And the way they did it too. Because we didn't know if everyone was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And they came out with uh, Protect Your Neck. Mm-hmm. And then, like, everyone came out when they did their verse. And Method Man isn't really on that song, yeah. you know? So then when they in the next song, when Method Man came out, like... Because everyone came out one at a time just yeah. rapping. And when he came out, it took it to another level. And then, like, in the third song, they brought You, du- you God and Capadonna out. And uh, everyone else. So the whole Wu-Tang squad was there. They did... Uh, the entire they performed for an hour and a half longest i've ever seen Dude, them. that's awesome best show i've ever seen them uh they did the entirety of enter the 36, 36 chambers plus they did like another 45 minutes of music beyond damn, that. mm, damn that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah and eric b and rakim were fucking great too like i'm they happy i'm happy it. they're good with each other now <laughs> yeah, they're, they're coming off that mics and men and momentum 
Yeah, yeah it was great. Like, it, and they, you could tell, like, they'd rehearsed and they, because last time we saw them was kind of sloppy. It was like a one night thing and Method Man wasn't there, but like, they were on point. Like, every song, they had choreography, they were like switching things up, had a little, you know, moment. Like, ODB's son, like, went into the crowd and he was rapping during Shimmy Shimmy Ya, like, running through the crowd. He looks just like stage him. Stage dive, yeah. Like yeah. Him. It's fucking crazy. Method Man stage dived like he was like at the end like he was like security we're gonna let these people through and I, I've seen him do it before he tells everyone like come down and get as close to stage as you can and then like he was like highlighting people he's like this motherfucker knew every word like spraying them with champagne mm-hmm. it was a good ass show yeah very cool no it's a Wu-Tang yeah. forever Wu-Tang. and it's for the children yeah and what then else? I, and then I spent the last two weeks in New York yeah, chilling resort. super hard. Resort the resort Richardson. that was my parents' house. <laughs> resort Richardson. With their uh, fucking hot s- pink salt, salt water, water pool. Yeah. <laughs> Jacuzzi, like veranda to sit up on and all this nature and wildlife. Pretty soon up it's in great. the mix going to do a live live podcast from out yeah, there. It'll be the chillest one ever. <laughs> the remotes. <laughs> we're going uh, <laughs> to have to get Michael Moberly get us some uh, alcohol contacts out there. Right. It was like, very hot and humid. I bet. I think the hottest day last week was 92 degrees and 90% humidity. Sounds miserable. But when you're sitting next to the chair, you know, at the pool like that, you just take dips frequently. (laughs) So it was nice. But it salutes to my parents. They're celebrating their 38th wedding anniversary. They went to the Turks and Caicos. Nice. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I I just got back. About to head up to Tahoe for a few days. Yeah. What about you, Jake? On a little vacation, too? Oh, shit. I haven't worked since June 20th. (laughs) Um, I forgot what work is. What day is it today? (laughs) July 6th. (laughs) Exactly. Two and a half weeks. Whatever you say. Let's see. I went to Tahoe. That was fun. Partied up at Heavenly Village. And then this last week, I spent up in Lincoln City, Oregon, just with my kids and girl at the condo on the beach. Um, I sent out some videos of me hunting wild clams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, and, you know, just chilling super hard on the 4th of July with matching jumpsuits. Ballers. Matching sweatsitos. Shout out Carson City. They're made in Carson City. They got those beer fest sweatsitos. And funny story is I was drunk. And I was sitting over the Bat Bridge in Austin, Texas, and I was like, you know what we need? <laughs> we need matching sweatsitos. And so I ordered them, and I, we've been keeping them in the closet until July 4th because they are patriotic as fuck. And so that we busted them out. <laughs> Walked down the beach. Everybody in Oregon still dresses like it's a 90s Nirvana music video. Oh, I bet, yeah. <clears throat> so they're grunge as fuck, and then me and the lady are just walking down to these fly-ass, you had You, you should have had one pant leg up to your knee, bro. <laughs> How did you not do that? Like I, I didn't even think of that. I like didn't even, LL. Yeah, it was. If you're wearing a sweatsuit, especially matching ones with your girl, as hard <laughs> as you guys are looking, how did you not have a chain and your your left leg rolled up to your knee? I had, I had a chain. You just can see it. But I had. Oh, and I had the light up fedora, but my kid wanted to wear it, so, so he he got, he got to rock it on the beach. But I I had I had the hat, the cable, like, all the that fuck shit. Is this guy. <laughs> oh, people stopped. Like you could see them literally just. What the fuck? Is who is this? Who either, is this they guy? They either loved it or Think they hated it. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, there goes the neighborhood. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, Burn it, burning shit down. You know, you got to celebrate the fourth with fireworks and blow up a small part of our country to celebrate it. So yeah, just like California, lighting palm trees on fire and shit. <sighs> but uh, Caesar, how was your fourth? How's uh, uh, dad life treating you the last few weeks? Just you know, getting into that regimen, the schedule, and like. Get in my early since it's summertime, my early bike rides. So like feed the baby whenever she gets up, take a little nap, wake up 
And I'm out on my bike at like 7, 8 in the morning for a couple hours while she's sleeping and mama's sleeping. Getting your cardio in. Yeah, kind of cardio, I guess. Today, <laughs> did a nice little belly flop at the skate park today because it was so slick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then that's it. Just uh, working at 9 to 5. And uh, luckily, not a lot of photos right now because when the baby was born, it was like, like everyone just came in at the same time. So it was busy as shit. And now, like, everything's all caught up and everything like that. So it's good. Yep. And. Just wait till August. You'll and, blow up again. No, no. I'm already. I'm busy from August to mid-September. Every, <laughs> every fucking weekend. <laughs> so, yeah. Going in hard. Like, July is, like, the little breathing period. <laughs> until the wedding I, season comes on hard. Yeah, for me, yeah. like, it's good. Like, my weddings are, like, in the fall-ish, which is awesome. So, and I like the, the colors and everything like that. So, like, and it works it's out. hot. Yeah, not as hot. Especially when you gotta look nice. And then, go down to LA. Yeah, so the places you're going. Yeah, I got a one in LA, uh, one in Tahoe, um, one in. There's another one in California, uh, kind of Bay Area ish at a golf course. Ooh. So that actually might you might have to dress warm for that. Yeah, might depending have depending on where you are in the Bay. Yeah. The so, man in the yacht. Club. So yeah, I got my four. My four. I do four or five a year because I like to do weddings, but not really. <laughs> so, but yeah. And that's it. Just staying busy and do. I'm uh, gonna do my solo show in September. Not solo. Uh, a show with uh, the homie uh, Mark. Nice. So that and we got so much stuff and moving on up. Yeah. yeah. So much stuff. Well, tell the people why we're here today. So today we have a special guest. Um, we got lover of video games, lover of Star Wars, lover <laughs> of board games, and a lover of coffee. And he has a new coffee shop right smack dab in the middle of town, Cafe Capello. And yeah. here we have Brendan Capello. Hey, thanks for having yeah. me. Welcome to the show. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Tell them the address of uh, Cafe Capello. So it's at 248 West First Street. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's where Java Jungle used to be. Nice. Um, like, so just right in the heart of downtown, right along the river. <laughs> I was going to say, down by the river. <laughs> right down by the river. So mm-hmm. comes with all the good and bad of downtown Reno. And yeah, yeah, that space is shared. <laughs> What's the name of the space across the way now? Uh, so there's like our bar, which is across the street. And then next I feel door like a lot of our listeners probably don't hang out there. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't either. <laughs> they, do, yeah. they do got the fried, uh, the fried avocado. I definitely mm-hmm. got 86 from there <laughs> a couple months ago. <laughs> but yeah, right, right down um, there. Yeah. That's nice. Nice. How, how, how get, new? How new? Yeah. How long have you guys uh, been open? So we opened up February. So oh, this wow. is like. I guess the first was our, our five month mark. So oh, congratulations. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been been an adventure. Like it's <laughs> I think I, I probably get like twenty people in there a day that are like, What happened? Like what? that's yeah. like what they walk up to me. That's all they say. Mm. It's like just looking for Java Jungle. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> what what happened? It's like mm. It's hard because like Java Jungle was there for almost twenty years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Our map. yeah. And everyone knows it. Yeah. Mm. So it's like <clears throat> you know, it closed. And then I took over. Nice. It's like yeah. the, the way I tell people, and it's like, it goes pretty well for the most part. And like, I've had like two people like, well, I loved it. Sorry. Like, yeah. New well, management. Hopefully you love ours. Yeah. Like, you know, like, 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 yeah. you know, Give doing, us a chance. I was like, we're doing really good stuff. Like, I roast all our coffee. You know, I think I have like almost a decade of working in coffee in Reno. So it's like, I, I know what I'm doing a little bit, like okay. here and there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so let's start from the beginning. Are you from here? Like a little. Yeah. Tell uh, us about yourself. Yeah. About me. So, about you, especially. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Sparks. Uh, mm-hmm. So I pretty much, you know, 
kind of like Reno, but he grew side? Up in Sparks. The you know, Sparks from, from Spanish Springs. That's so. far, that's far <laughs> east. <laughs> far, uh, North, east Coast, north, that's that's far north Sparks. <laughs> so grew up out there. Um, you know, my brother actually is the one that got me a job at Java Jungle uh, when I turned eighteen. Like I got like lost my job. I worked for like the parks for uh, the city. Like so, they cut a bunch of that. So I didn't have my normal summer job. So my dad made my brother give me a job at Java Jungle because he was the manager at the time. So. Wait, so you used to work at Java Jungle? Yeah. 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 And so, then you, and now Alex, you open yeah. up a coffee spot where it's, yeah. come on, that's a great story. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta tell that to you the people. You got the clout. You got the You're like, clout hey, I used to, to work at Java Jungle. It closed and now, so I opened up this yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'll I love people, coffee so like, much. And you know, I, was inspired. I love this space. Mm-hmm. I love coffee. I want to keep it here. Keep it like a local person, local company. There you go. So like my brother got me a job there and I worked there for, I think almost four years. Um, and then I got a job over at Hub Coffee Roasters. And so I worked for Mark for, I think, close to six. Like, it was, and it was, I did almost everything there. Like, I just barista and I did barista training. And then I spent, like, two years as their roaster and helped source coffee. Like, got to go on a Got trip your education on. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I got really set up to, like, take over my own space, which is really cool nice yeah. so you, you've been in the game you're not just one of these yeah people he paid Starbucks his dues put some respect on his name exactly yeah no it's it's just like there's a lot of people who are like oh like so do you know what you're like how to make coffee and it's like <laughs> you know, i know how to kinda. grow the beans i, 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 know, I know how, how to, to open the can i know how to cook some beans like i'll cook you up some nice beans real fast <laughs> but no, it's it's been fun like you know i think i took over roasting duties for ourselves like in may like start of may so now it's like pretty much all the coffees in there like ones i picked out ones i'm roasting so it's like it feels like it's like my baby now it's like everything in there is like kind of what i'm doing and like trying to project onto it and like make it a good spot again like good has it been crazy down there since uh, art town started uh it's been like pretty hit and miss like fourth of july was ridiculous like it started out kind of quiet and i was like oh like no one's here and then probably by like ten o'clock, I was like, "Oh, this sucks." Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got them good business problems. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was just scheduled me and like my cook, and the, we were just crushing it. Like, and then I have my closer, and she like texted me probably like eight o'clock and was like, "Hey, is it cool if I stay open for like another hour, like after we're supposed to close?" I was like, "If there's people in there," and she's like, "There's people." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like tight. Yeah, like, get that money. Yeah, yeah. 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 Get the word out. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a great text to get. Yeah. Normally it's like I want to leave early. No, I need to stay. Yeah. <laughs> we have money to make. Yeah. yeah. I like told her before I left. It's like totally up to you. If you want to close early and there's not a lot of people down here, like go for it. Have fun on Fourth of July. If there's people down here and you want to stay open, do it. Yeah. Like, no, no that's worries. That's a cool it's boss a right there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what inspired you to like get into coffee like this deeply? You just, you, you know, you said you got the job kind of by chance. Yeah. So, I mean, when I first started working in coffee, it was just like, just a job. Um, like, it was kind of like going to UNR. Like, I was getting, working towards a degree in computer science, engineering, all that. And then uh, I kind of fell in love with, like, just the coffee culture. You know, I, Java Jungle at the time, like, had Jungle Vino, and it was super close-knit group of people, like, I think everybody that was there, I'm still really good friends with, and it's been like seven years. Like, so it was just a really cool community. And then 
just like the amount of work that goes into it was just fascinating like from everything sourcing like latte art like all that like i i think i spent probably like two years just like nerding out following people on instagram like when it got super popular just watching their videos like how do they do this oh. <laughs> like, no because there's some people like just because they're really good at latte art they get a coffee shop like people like invest money in them yeah and they don't know much about but just being like a good they're artist yeah. yeah it's, it's uh-huh. art you know it's art like that's how like strong their brain is I mean, there's there's one guy that I follow. That, like, anytime I go to L.A., I have to go into his coffee shop. Cause, mm-hmm. What's uh, the guy? Your uh, inspiration. So his coffee shop is called Minotti's. It's, okay. like, in Venice Beach, and he just opened up another one in, like, Hollywood. And, like, it's super great shop. Like, you know, he always has, like, vinyl playing. So the last time I was in there is when Run the Jewels had, like, their album just come out. Mm. So they're just blasting. I already like the place. I already yeah, like yep. the place. I mean, Adding this to my list of places. <laughs> yes, Tip yes. of the fitted. Like, yeah. you know, his main shop is like a two-minute walk to the beach. Like, you can see the beach. It's on like the Venice Boardwalk, pretty much. It's super, super great, cool. and like, he's probably one of the best latte artist guys in America. Like, hands down. Like, just he's he's great, and it's like he was like revolutionary in the world of latte art at the time. And so, like, hmm. you know, it's cool to see him doing really well just on his own. And it's like. I want to. I want to be that point. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. your latte art. That's your really goals right too. now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't do competition. I get mm-hmm. like nervous. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like I've poured probably like ten thousand lattes in my life. <laughs> yeah. And it's like if I'm behind the bar, I'm totally fine. The mm-hmm. second like there's like people like judging me on it, it's like oh, like I just uh-huh. get shakes. Like just can't hold the hand uh-huh. steady. The fact that they have contests though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm definitely at them all the time. <laughs> I mean, I like, them. the ones in Reno are fun just because everyone's getting We need to cover hammered. one of those, Caesar. <laughs> no, it's because yeah. they're so fun. Everybody knows each other. And then, like, it's just And you know enough. Fun. You could be, like, the color. You could be the commentator. I almost was judging, <laughs> but I had to leave early because uh, Brendan asked me last time. He's like, Caesar, you want to judge? And I was like, ah, fuck, I don't want to do this forever. <laughs> and then uh, I forgot. There was, like, some reason I had to leave. Like, someone was coming. Like, a family member was coming in town or something. But it was a quick drive-by. I just went and took a couple pictures, saw a couple people, and I was like, fuck, I want it so bad. I went to one of those at Magpie one time, and it was like an underground party when they, like, let all the steam off and the whole room clouds oh, yeah. out. Well, like, like, I think, what, did John bring that smoke machine or something? Yeah, I think, like, John and Vince rented, like, a fog machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of all, salutes to Vince. Vince used to be here when we back when we were practicing on the patio. Yeah, yeah, because they are trying to start one, too. And then uh, yeah. Juan Besitos. Juan Besitos, and, you know, salute to Mark. You know, still past multiple times. Guess yeah, yeah. Mark's been on. You're not the first roaster we've had on here. Yeah. I feel yeah. like our fans are into coffee, so <laughs> you're giving them what they need. Yeah, yeah. what they need. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what's your favorite piece of latte art? What's your go-to? Uh, kind of depends. Like, if I'm trying to like impress somebody, it's like a a slow zeta. But if I'm like just trying to get through a line of drinks, I just pour hearts, hearts <laughs> or butts, just like as fast yeah. as I can. Yeah. It's like. Uh, What's the slow slow Zeta for all the other listeners? So, slow Zeta is actually the guy that owns Minotti's mm-hmm. was what he That's kind his of technique. In, yeah, that is his like signature pour. Is like he's the one that pretty much first posted photos of it, really popularized it. But like Rosetta is like the classic. Like you know, if you ever see somebody with like a coffee tattoo, it's probably like a Rosetta. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Like so, it's just like it looks like a big old leaf. 
Um, so he like did the slow Zeta and it just basically is just like a few leaves and it really wraps all the way around the cup and it just fills it up. Looks really nice. Nice. Like super clean. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know yeah. What it is now. Cause there's yeah, like, yeah. there's like a little swan. There's a swan. There's a right? swan. Mm-hmm. I can't do swans. Uh, mm-hmm. I, That's I really pour them hard, and they, right? they look like weird turkeys. Yeah. So it's like my Thanksgiving pour. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Diversified. That's perfect. Market yourself. Yeah. See, people, that is an example of turning a weakness into a strength. There you yeah. go. Don't Only focus on what you turn. can't do. Focus on what you can do. I got one day a year I do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You should do it. You should do it for the whole month and to get your pumpkin spice on. <laughs> so, so are you the, the, the owner? Yeah. So it's, so you're uh, running the business too on top of, yeah. All the roasting and yeah. everything. So, I mean, my dad is like, we have, my dad is a business partner and we have like a, a silent business partner. Uh, my dad and the, this uh, other woman, like Rebecca, they invested in Java Jungle like a decade ago. Um, so Matt like basically approached us saying that he was stepping back and was going to close down the coffee shop. And so it's kind of like my opportunity and my dad's opportunity to just start up our own business because nice. he's retired. He doesn't have like a whole lot of projects right now, so he's like, you know, this is something you're into because I've been working in coffee for so long. And yeah. he's like, you know, this is probably like the next best step instead of just working for somebody else. Might as well work for yourself. Yeah. So yeah, kind of was really cool just to start opportunity. Up. Yeah. You know, meets yeah. preparation right there. Yeah. Because like yeah, I like t- that opportunity meets. Because like ten years is a long time, and then you finishing up like roasting. Because that's part of it. Now you just need to be one of those guys where you're just out there in, like, the Amazon looking for coffee. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'm not a big Brazil guy when it comes to coffee. So no, no, maybe no. I'll, maybe I'll be in, like, the mountains of Colombia. In Colombia? <laughs> and then Africa? Where, what's your favorite? On the subject, what's your favorite uh, coffee region? Oh, man. That's kind of hard. Like, yeah. it, it changes. Um, I mean, I think like the safest one, like to get coffee from, is always going to be Ethiopia. Like mm-hmm. you know, you're going to yeah. get like a really just nice, like bright coffee, a lot of fruit to it. Um, but I just like brought in a coffee that I have in my shop. It's a coffee from Myanmar, and it's like the first time like this village has ever exported coffee outside of their country. So it's like the first time like people wow. have brought it into the U.S. And it's just like a super cool, nice. like. It's a That's natural cool. process coffee. It's fruity, funky, like just ton of fun. Is that the one you said, uh, like uh, fruity pebbles or Captain uh, Crunch, or is that another one? No, I think that one I had, uh, like fruit punch. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's it's yeah that one. That one, okay. That one. So for the people who are familiar, <laughs> would you describe kind of the different areas where coffee is grown and like the differences in tastes based off where you know, it's kind of like wine or anything else grown has different. Yeah, I mean, there's... <laughs> Educate the listeners. There's, like, a thousand different yeah. things that go into making coffee taste different. I mean, you know, you go from the region it's from to the varietal of coffee. Like, there's, like, hundreds of different coffee trees, coffee shrubs. So that changes how they taste, how it grows. And then you have, like, how it's processed. So, like, the main ones are washed and natural. So, like, wash, they cut, like, take the cherry off the outside. So, when it dries, it's just, like, the seed. Natural, they leave, like, all the fruit on there and dry it on there. So, it, like, ferments a little bit with the, like, fruit on there. So, it usually is a little sweeter, a little bit more fruit, a little funky. And then, like, there's, like, another, like, two that are pretty popular called, like, honey and, like, partial wash. And, like, it's, they're similar. Like, they're basically the same process. It's, like, it's kind of cleaned off, but not all the way. Hmm. 
So like those all change, you know, altitude has a huge factor mm-hmm. onto it. You know, like some of the most expensive coffees like in the world are like Panamanian geisha coffees and they're, they're grown at super high altitude. And like, it just, it, it's weird. Cause like for the coffee itself, it's a, the reason why it tastes more like better is because like the coffee plant produces less cherries at higher altitude because it has to work harder to produce cherries that are viable. Like science! Yeah. <laughs> Shout out science. So it's like, you know, people are like, oh, like that doesn't make any sense. It's like, no, it's trying to make sure it can reproduce. Right. It's just trying to grow more coffee beans. Everything's, coffee everything's tougher at higher altitudes. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like it packs more of, like, the things that taste in coffee into the cherry. So it's, like, more dense, like, more flavors, more of those things that you taste are in the cherry and in the seed. Interesting. Like at higher altitude, but then you have places like you know in Brazil, like it's usually lower altitude farms, and like they just are able to pump out so much coffee, like it's just a ton of more coffee, but it's like not considered highest quality. Uh. Like you know, there's a, a whole scale system for coffee, like you know, like it's zero to a hundred, and I think like specialty coffee is eighty and above. But it's but it's literally everywhere, so you have to mm-hmm. mass produce it on some sort of scale because oh, yeah. it's like. From your gas station through your McDonald's to your Starbucks to your local hub roasters to to me it's kind of like it's like it's it's like alcohol but more prevalent and I don't think mm-hmm. people look at it because like people will talk about how alcohol you know like whether you're talking about beer or wine or wherever you know how it's distilled or made but they don't think about coffee in the same way but it, mm-hmm. it's very similar yeah I mean yeah. I think there's there's definitely like a trend of people like realizing it you know like it's definitely like the last fifteen years with the growth of specialty coffee like. With Blue Bottle, like all these really Dude, big, Bottle, yeah. like specialty companies, like it, it makes it a lot more approachable, and they're companies that are teaching people more about <laughs> coffee itself. So it's pretty cool, and it's fun to have those conversations with people. Like sometimes I feel like I overwhelm them when I just give them a cup of coffee, and they're like, "Oh, what is this?" Let me tell you. you. <laughs> yeah, oh, sit down real quick. You got thirty minutes. <laughs> you should teach class. I mean, I, when I was in college, uh, TMCC did like different beer classes with uh, the owner of Great Basin. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would take them and like, it'd be like a lager class. So you'd learn all about lagers. And then it'd be like an ale class. You'd just learn about the history of like that style, what it is, the differences between. And then they had like a yeah di- different, and then they like uh, distilled, you know, classes on distilling. So that, you know, you could do it for coffee. I mean, I think TMCC's done that because uh, we've hosted something from TMCC at like the Hub Roastery when I worked there. Like, it was, like, a whole kind of coffee education class. So it's, like, I think uh, the trainer at the time, she did, like, the history of coffee, like, and went over basically, like, what, you know, varietals are, what, like, And they chose your place are. to do this in? Yeah. I mean, the, the hub roasting so awesome. facility is actually pretty big. Like, they own a spot off of Vassar Street now. Like, so just a couple blocks, blocks up from Magpie. And it's like he has an entire building. Like he has two roasters in there, like storage space. Like he's you know, kind of getting a, a, a you know a reputation for its coffee. We have yeah. a lot it of good coffee. It was mentioned in that you yeah. know that ad or whatever people were sharing, where it was like you know ten reasons to visit Reno. Most surprising no. and it places talked about like coffee. the yeah. beer and uh, coffee. You know, mm-hmm. my industry favorite part here. about that article is a photo of me on there, <laughs> uh, working at the hub, and I like. When the hub posted on Instagram, I, I gave a little bit of shit to Mark. Like I was like, "Oh, you're not going to tag me, even though that's a photo of me." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, for how small we are, we got a lot of coffee, a yeah, lot and a lot of good coffee. There's yeah. a lot of good coffee, coffee mm-hmm. and beer. Mm-hmm. People in Reno know what's up. Yeah, you want to make a move? We love our liquids. <laughs> 
We like to party pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> right? You got ones uh, for recovery, ones for uh, having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. But those, those are the facts. <laughs> as we sit here, drink so, our beer, and talk about comedy. Yeah. <laughs> You've been open five months. What's been like the most challenging part of like opening and sustaining the business so far? Beyond just like the coffee, but like what? What's been the challenge? Uh, I mean, I think the biggest challenge, like business wise, is just the the location. Like it's good and bad. I mean, downtown Reno can be a little rough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think. My worst day is I come in, you know, I'm, I'm usually there at like 6.30 every day. So I come in, and it was a day that I, I was working in the kitchen, and like uh, my friend of house girl kind of tells me like, hey, like there's a problem in the bathroom. And I go in there, and it's just like uh. toilet's completely clogged, like plunger's broken. And then so I have to like <laughs> get in there with an auger that we keep in the basement, and I just like end up pulling out a fucking heroin needle and like, syringe that's like bent and broken and it's just like that was probably like the worst part and i was like this is like the best representation of what it is down here is like <laughs> i have like dirty um, mike and the boys yeah. for using your prius as a sex shack yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a carpool so it's like that that kind of thing where it's like you know i have like a place filled with like just business people and then like you know i'm out here like digging heroin needles out of my fucking toilet yeah. it's like this yeah. is this is like downtown reno but it's funny because you go like two blocks away and like there's nothing there like it's totally like separated because like riverside i worked there for probably like yeah the hub on the river right there yeah Mm -hmm. like it it was like almost five years that i had been like in that space i think the worst thing that ever happened was when it was lululemon was there and they backed up the plumbing with so many tampons being flushed like so it's like the that was like the worst thing like in like five years that i had to deal with like and be a part of but like it's like I forgot how just weird downtown is. But it's like so good and so bad. It is only yeah. That's, yeah. I mean that's not that far the distance. You could throw yeah. a rock pretty much. But yeah. I mean it's, it's like across, that in area. I mean even mm-hmm. even here like you go to like Virginia Street and then like a street over and you get like you know people's cars get broken into and stuff. But then you go like three more blocks and it never happens. Never yeah. happens ever. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be, hopefully I think feel I feel pretty soon is gonna be a very harsh line, kind of like in LA where it's like the fashion district and Skid Row they and like stack up again and you turn <laughs> like one block over you're like oh no, like shit not, not even a block you turn the building and then there's just people sleeping on one side of the building and the other side looks clean normal like nothing ever happened yeah and it's just turn that corner from the building and then you see bum fights well with a whole Jacob's property whatever group coming in and redeveloping. we got to do something about this. Yeah. It's just, is it, no, it's coming. Balance it, it out. The, mm. the, the development plan that's on the books is pretty extensive. And I mean, they've already started knocking down the older buildings and looking at stuff. So it's, we, they got to get some low income housing somewhere. Oh yeah. Like we were talking about that, especially like at pitch black, like, cause they moved to fourth street right there. Kind of like the Avenue where all the breweries are at. And, uh, they're like, at the same time, it's like, you know, they're gentrifying the thing, but they're like, we need to find a place for these people, but also don't let them shit on my window, <laughs> you know? It's like a weird balance to do, and it's that's tough. The, that's the problem with the, the whole gentrification process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta make it, you know, it, it, it's bad, and, but then, like, you you gotta be able to do the good things without the bad things associated mm-hmm. with it, like displacing it. You can, like, do it so, like, people aren't displaced and lose, you know, their homes and shit, but... Mm-hmm. Back to <laughs> yeah. the topic at hand. What about the good things? Any good, awesome things? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
like i'm working with holland project for like our art so that's yeah, that's that. super mm-hmm. fun like it's cool just to see like what they bring in so you know right now we have are we doing um, a micro gallery there yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. so i'm on the board at holland mm-hmm. but didn't know about this yeah so alicia is the one that kind of helped me organize everything and she's been super helpful like you know i was like i don't i know like three people that do art in town like i was like i love Artie, but i i know he's never going to be able to get a show done on time for me salute to Artie. yeah i did a joint show with him recently yeah (laughs) he was actually one of the first people i worked with in coffee at java jungle so it's like we love you Artie. we need to have Artie on i i do love him but he has a, a piece in this show, and he, he was telling me about it. He's like, "Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna paint it, but uh, I didn't have enough time, so I did it in marker." <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. So yeah, but it, it's it's so that's been, him, yeah. sounds familiar. It's been cool to like kind of bring back like a space that was neglected for a while because it's like you know I have people who are like yeah I stopped coming here like six years ago, and it's like oh well, welcome back in like <laughs> right. I hope you can enjoy right. you know, and just enjoy some coffee some art. You know, yeah, I started going there uh, for the open mics, the Monday night. Oh open yeah, mics I remember back that in the back day. in the yeah. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I start for like did my first poems there, and then wa- always stopping there on wine walks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we used to sneak up from high school in Gardnerville. We used to come up, and it would be like Java Jungle would be the spot, and we would know we knew that as the landmark in Reno to where we could go, and like. We couldn't, Underage, go bars. Out, we couldn't yeah. go into bars. We couldn't go anywhere else. So all the skater kids, they we, if you made it out of Gardnerville, you go up, you hang out at Java Jungle, you hang out the river, you cause a ruckus downtown, and then you go back home. But so <laughs> I've been going. I've known that place since I was eighteen, so over a decade, well over a decade. Yeah, and I like how like what you've done. Get it like minimal, you know, art on the wall, but it's just like very minimal. Look. It's very like bright it. too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's a lot. It doesn't quite have that dark gloomy seattle it's more welcoming yeah. it now. It's, it's more welcoming mm-hmm. yeah 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 no when when we took over like I, I was running java jungle for uh matt for like two months so i like started in like november and i was like the first thing i walked into was like this just it's like it feels sad right like mm-hmm. it was like he had seattle like a, coffee a dark gray paint on there and like you know just like super dim lights and it's like this just doesn't feel like a, a coffee shop like it's like it, it would work for a bar you know, it doesn't need to be bright and everything in a bar, but it's like if you're coming in here at like 7 a.m. and it's dark outside and dark inside, like it's just not uh, 90s emo. Like, you're not yeah. getting what you need. For yes. <laughs> you're not getting that awakenness. But it, it was good to like start with like kind of a, a clean slate because now it's like I get to build it out slowly. You know, everything we're doing, like it's when we have enough money to build something out, like we're doing it. So it's like I have like a thousand different things I want to do. But it's like I gotta just tackle it slowly instead of just like, oh, I'm gonna redo our patio and like put up all this cool signage inside. I think that's uh, the way you got like, uh, you know, we're friends with a lot of business owners. That's the way you know any any local business has to do. You grow. Yeah. You have the, your vision is not gonna be complete when you open. Yeah. I mean, look at our you know public house. The patio is definitely upgraded from, oh, yeah, from where it was. Yeah, and yeah. Like, he always has all these ideas. We always talk, you know. Me and Costa will be out there drinking his funky ass wine he likes all the time, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to do this, this, and this." But it's just like, there's first of all, it's money, and then time, and because you don't want the shop closed mm-hmm. like for a long period of time, yeah. and then stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it takes a while. Yeah, it's just a, a lot of like planning, and then you know 
just trying to figure out contractors mm. and everything like, and deciding uh, which is next you know because yeah. you can't do like everything at once you gotta decide this is on priority list speaking of all that your new neighbor finally opened right yeah burger i am the burger i am <laughs> like uh, I how, think, like how long were they working to open that place uh i think it was probably close to two years wow Damn. yeah the the owner was talking to me one day his name's jay he's like yeah i just paid a full year on my lease it's like oh uh, hasn't didn't bring a single dollar in in like a year and a half but it's they probably did not it. cheap oh there's no way <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. You know, based on what i'm paying he's paying more yeah like it, it's a cool looking spot like they did a lot of work on the inside you know based on what was in there before Yeah, what was in there before like a sandwich uh, shop or something i think the previous place is a place called argyles oh yeah uh, it was like a store right like a clothing was, store no, maybe no no like Argyles was a weird mm. restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like oh. it was run by like this guy from New York, and he like had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> like everything was, was so fast. Uh, uh, front. Everything was like frozen, and it was just it was just like sad on the inside. Like he had like Argyle pant like patterns that he painted himself. And it was like he had office chairs for his seating. It was, hmm. it was no weird. Sounds, totally un- a front. sounds uninspiring. Yeah. It, was, it was a little rough. Um, and then I think before that there was like a like river shop in there, so you could like rent like kayaks and yeah, I do remember that. Kayaks. There's been so many because pl- I mean I've been going to that building since the tap house opened. Yeah, and <laughs> so like between tap house and Java Jungle, there's I feel like the rest of it was just it didn't like matter to me. a yeah. bunch of different <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, you're just like, what is that over there? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I used to work at that. Uh, mm. The sweet shop they had before Tap yep. House. No, somebody the came snack in today bar. asking about that place. They're like, oh, whatever happened to the, the ice cream shop downstairs? I was like, that hasn't been here forever, man. Yeah. yeah. That was like 10 years ago. Dude, I love going to like the Tap House and ordering food from Java Jungle like on Tuesdays. <laughs> where they had the, oh, five the $5. Do- that was my shit. Me and JT and I oh, used yeah, to be yeah. there, get shit faced, and just keep eating and eating. <laughs> and it was five bucks. Yeah, that is a good location, mm-hmm. but it is in downtown Reno. Because, yeah, right next to the building, you have the little plaza. The and there's all sorts Juggalo, of Juggalo there's plaza. all sorts of riffraff hanging out in yeah. there. Uh, the, the best people in Reno hang out at that plaza. Hey. We, used to call, we used to call the kids river rats. Yeah. They, uh, down they, there. they still are called river rats. It's okay. pretty, it's, <laughs> I think that term will never change. Yeah. yeah. But they come a, in like, yeah. can I get a cup? Mm-hmm. Or like just ask for the weirdest shit. Mm-hmm. Always have to watch. Like they always try and steal shit. And we'd be like, yeah, dude, you can have some water. And we'd be like, can I get some soda instead? Like, <laughs> no. Dude, like we're trying to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Like give as much water as you want. Like you know, we'd give people water, but yeah, they'd always ask for free shit. Like, they always ask for more. Yeah, it's like in San Francisco, like the street kids. You know, like you, we. I know you got more money than me in your pocket, but they yeah. keep asking. For like I'm working two jobs, working here, bro. Like yeah. what do you, I'm not rich. Like yeah. <laughs> I get one one free fucking thing a day. Like I get a free snow cone. Yeah, or like Ooh. yeah, I get a free panini. <laughs> 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 well. uh Caesar, is it about time for your song of the week, the first break? Oh, I feel it is. Yeah, it is about that time. So my first, my song of the week is from uh, the Dreamville, the new collective album they got. Dreamville is what, Revenge, I think, the third? And uh, it's Swivel with Earth Gang. All right. And it just, I don't know, well, I'll, I'll talk about it afterwards, but it's pretty dope. So enjoy uh, mm-hmm. this next tune. Salud.
keep your head on the swivel. Trouble looking around the corner, run up on you any minute, you'll be gone. I know niggas dead out of desperation. R.I.P. my nigga Allen Dem. I wish you would've stayed at home. Learn to make the best out of shitty situation. No complaining, no more Zen. I leave the medicine alone. Dog, I swear to God that I'm changing for the better. Fuck whoever got the nerve to try to tell me that I'm wrong. I done made it up, I done made it out, I done made a way. We've been making waves, we've been making sounds. Rappers tell the fake, they paper mache. Like pinata, they can't wait to break. I came in the May. Promise mama she gon' see the day when we all okay. All it really takes is time and dedication. I pray for the hunger to be permanent, no matter what that make. Hey, better, better swing fake with the battle for the cake. Nigga, keep your head on the swivel. Trouble looking around the corner. Run up on you any minute, you'll be gone. I know niggas dead out of desperation. R.I.P. my nigga, Allen Dem. I wish you would've stayed at home. Learn to make the best out of shitty situation. No complaining, no more Zen. I leave the medicine alone. Dog, I swear to God that I'm changing for the better. Fuck whoever got the nerve to try to tell me that I'm wrong. I don't know what it is, man. I just, I don't think I'm gonna be here that much longer, man. Something's watching me, man. Something's following me. Something want me dead, man. Pray for me. Pray for me, please. And when I was young, I ain't had to pop no guns. Nothing cracking in the slums you couldn't handle on your own. Shit around my block where we used to knock couple souls fly. It wasn't nothing like you guys, what y'all on? Shit, it wasn't nice, wasn't paradise, wasn't lights. Back to back to back, many nights was on our own. Mama had to work, papa had three jobs. No, we not Jamaican, my sir, but we always robbed. <laughs> Shit, they kept my head on the weeping bop. <laughs> I'd rather be dead than to weep and sob. So we sob any major prop with the quick resolve. Had to swap, circle that bitch up, feel it's getting involved. Neighborhood on lock, fuck, we need the cop. That was way back, way for Reagan past the rock. Left us with the needle and the jump shot. Need the count in seconds on the fingers through the gunshots. Nigga, keep your head on the swivel. Trouble looking around the corner. Run up on you any minute, you'll be gone. I know niggas dead out of desperation. R.I.P. my nigga, Allen Dem. I wish you would've stayed at home. Learn to make the best out of shitty situation. No complaining, no more Zen. I leave the medicine alone. Dog, I swear to God that I'm changing for the better. Fuck whoever got the nerve to try to tell me that I'm wrong. All right, welcome back. That was Swivel featuring Earth Gang uh, off the Dreamville album, Caesar's pick of the week. Yeah, it's just uh, keep keep your head on a swivel, like watch your back. Everyone's after you. It's hard. And it's hard bars. Yeah, you know, I love like Earth Gang. he talked about like growing up and it being kind of shitty, and you know, like you always got to watch your back all the time. Doesn't matter who it is. Keep your head on a swivel, mm-hmm. as uh, Ron Burgundy would say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, San Diego. <laughs> well, we'll be getting more from that album later because my song of the week is also from that album. Check it out. It's so awesome. Dreamville, mm-hmm. Revenge. What is it? The Revenge? Yeah, it's a, but it's just like, it's like a compilation of like their singles that are... That Those are who don't know, Dreamville is Jake Hull's record label. and includes him, uh, Earth Gang. J-I-D, Ari Alexa. Uh, Baz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ari Leno. Leno. I can't read it. We all know that. Salutes to Juan. <laughs> to John. He's the one that told us about it. I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Let's talk about some news. Oh, wait. No. Movie of the week. A movie of the week. Men in Black International. International. So, what was the... 
the third one was the last one, right? It was yeah. Minute Back 3. That's yeah, where, where it goes back in time. Travel back in time, and it has, uh, what's his name, his, uh, his dad. Or his dad, like, he finds out what happened yeah, to his father. Yeah, he finds out what happened to his dad, and, like, it all comes full circle on 3. Okay, like, so this we'll, one's kind of starting over, right? Will Smith's out. not in it? Mm-hmm, no. Tommy Lee Jones is not in it? No, they're not in it. It's Thor and... Uh, uh, what's her name from Tessa Creed? Thompson? Tessa Thompson, who plays Valkyrie in the movies. Yes, yes, she's awesome, and uh, and Chris Hemsworth, and it's just it's a good spin on like because they go international, so they're in like Europe, right? And, like she, they're both from they have the accents. For so, it. but she's from America. She's from America. So her backstory is he's a little kid. Um, she sees her parents get neuralized. And she knows there's aliens. So she spent like her whole life and she's like a fucking genius too. Like they like test her and she's like off the charts all the time, you know? And like, but, uh, so she's like, it's her work a year and they send her to uh, London. Like they need help out there. You know, she's working, she's working with the, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. And then, yeah, Chris Hemsworth, like something about him. He's just like too like nonchalant about everything and he everyone's like he used to be different so there's like little hints about stuff that's happening and uh it's fun he's super funny can we Dude, give no, him no, salutes he's funny chris hemsworth is super funny uh, you mm. might not have thought of if you just saw the two original thor movies but yeah. thor ragnarok <laughs> and endgame and uh infinity war mm-hmm. he's very funny yeah he's yeah he's super funny and um so just about them fighting aliens and like there's a weird you don't twist even go at the end. The plot. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a minute black movie. Yeah, you know aliens. <laughs> is, there's, we there's a weird twist. We've all seen them. It's good. We understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tip of the fitted. Of course, tip of the fitted. Tip of the fitted. Yeah, because right. wow. it's entertaining. It's like and like you you could kind of see stuff happens and you know and like kind of predict, but it's just a little twist. It's good. All right, so minute black international. Well, I have a TV show to watch. Okay. You know, spending on vacation, it's had a lot of downtime. I started watching. It's on Hulu. It's called Letterkenny. <laughs> have you watched this? I have finished Letterkenny. Let Letterkenny. Let me. It's like <laughs> a highbrow trailer park. It's trailer park boys, but better. See, it's about these Canadians More hands in a make fictional town in Ontario. <laughs> Pitter patter. Pitter patter. Uh, let's get at her. Can confirm. And they just talk in there. Like, it's like they talk. It's, the people are from there. Like, he made up a town based on his town and, like, the weird people you meet in a small town. So it's, like, they have their own, you know, like, slang and the way they talk. Plus, they have super thick Canadian accents. And, like, the main character, and it's, like, him and his sister run a farm. And, they, you know, they're just, like, in their late 20s, early 30s. And he uh, is, like, the toughest guy in town. He just, like, fights pe- Like, he, like, fights people. Like, yep. people, like, show up. And that's, like, <laughs> that's his thing. Like, since he's and just, the like, driveway. The t- <laughs> it's like Letterkenny is a town of five thousand, uh, five thousand people. These are their problems, and it just follows like you have like yeah the farmers they're called Hicks, and then you have like the drug addicts they're called Skids that people make fun of, and then there's like the hockey bros, and then they have like terms for all of the different groups they interact with, and it's just a good ass super funny show. Like anyone from a small town, so if you're from Reno Sparks, you can you can see, you know like. <laughs> people you grew up with in some of the characters it's, it's pretty fucking funny and they're super smart and they have like a back and forth pitter patter like little sayings and talks and like sometimes they start with like alliterations that are almost like rhymes where he's just going off on something and he's just like super matter of fact and uh yeah they cuss all the time it's super funny <laughs> yeah good show good show for sure 
Fuck off. Oh, yeah, the last uh, <laughs> the last episode I watched was the wedding where the, <laughs> their two friends, uh, the two guys get married and uh, they keep like, he's like, we don't fight at weddings and the, the people from the city keep talking shit and calling them hicks and everything. Do you uh, remember that one? Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a, a minute. It's pretty good. Pretty good shows. Definitely gets my tip of the fitted. If you if you like dry humor, and uh, you're a fan of just like comedy, if you like Trailer Park Boys, you'll definitely mm-hmm. like Letterkenny. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. If you like Trailer Park Boys, you'll definitely like Letterkenny. And if you've ne- seen neither of those shows, but you like dry humor and like people who are like f- like dirty in a funny way, in a smart way, it, you'll, you'll enjoy this. It's not it's vulgar sometimes, but it's very cleverly done and like good writing. Yeah, good yeah. writing. I like so it. check it out. Tip of fitted from Sean. All right. Good one. So what what do we have next? <laughs> Some world news. World news. Yeah, so this um I talked we talked about this before in like a previous podcast a while ago. So like cities in Europe, since like the pollution and they passed that law that they need to cut down on pollution in all these cities, so the new mayor of Madrid uh, lifted the ban. So in central Madrid, you could only drive your car there if you live there or like say you take the bus or like get a permit to drive there to keep down all the, the traffic si- and congestion traffic and pollution. And congestion. So the new mayor comes over there and lifts that ban and everyone's getting pissed because like um, it's the first city in Europe to uh, lift the ban once they have it. And like I guess in, it's been like one full year since it's been on, and pollution it was down like forty percent or something like that. Like the emissions and like traffic, it like is a lot it just lighter. Shit up. Yeah. So like and then like the reason one of the reasonings was like traffic is part of the character of the city. That's something? what he said. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. So and he's like he, <laughs> he lifted it for three months. Traffic isn't charming. Yeah, it's not at all. <laughs> Have you ever been in New York? Like, yeah. Or L.A. L.A. And all you hear is honking and no one's moving. It's like a downside to living in L.A. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. So that's what they said. Like, traffic is part of the charm or, like, part of the city. Bullshit. Yeah. So he lifted it for three months to, like, be like, we try to figure out a better way to, like, do make make the criteria for the law that was passed. It's just fucking it looks, shit. Sounds like he's fucking shit up. Mm-hmm. It looks like they shelved it. Mm-hmm. It looks like they... This guy was pushing an agenda but uh, madrid reacted so much and they had so many different bands or protesters and everything else it looks like that they're not going to be doing the thing they're going to keep they're going to keep the fines and they're going to keep the same Mm -hmm. rules that they had just because because like if you don't live there yeah if you don't live there or whatever you get a hefty fine for driving your car and i mean like instead of taking public transportation yeah like you can do that in the bay area pretty Mm -hmm. much now like with lyft and uber like yeah and between that and like when I go to the city of New York, like you don't need to drive. You never drive there. I never there. drive. You yeah. he'll, he'll tow it, take the subway. If you're a real city. Mm-hmm. Step your game. <laughs> yeah, they had they had the lowest air pollution recorded in ten years, as this ban was really building momentum and everything else. They lifted the ban. There was a surge in environmental pollution. It went nuts. Protesters came out. Everybody came out, and now they're. See that's the thing you don't know double back, what, how dirty double things back. are until you clean it up a little yeah. bit, right? And you see, you're like, oh my god, wow, look how disgusting the conditions are we live in, just because we're used to it. Yeah, like New York, it's like New York. I, I don't know if you live on the West Coast. Yeah, like the Reno, first, like when I land in New York on you know eight o'clock in the morning, we get on the freeway, we're going. First thing I see when we get on the freeway is someone just dump a fucking bag of trash out of their car. Mm-hmm. 
And like you see, they have like PSA is like stop fucking littering, stop fucking like stop polluting. No, like you walk at nighttime in New York and there's just black garbage bags like all over the sidewalk. It's just a different. It's a different yeah. mentality back mm. there where people just don't give a fuck about. Like so, they call us hippies. Like oh, you, you recycle, you know, like. I mean, recycling, they, at least they do that there. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, they, it's just a different mentality. People don't give a fuck. And that's why, like, Reno, relatively, like, we're a clean city. Like, yes. Compared yeah. to, like, every place I've Even L.A. To. is clean compared to, like, cities on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go to, like, Seattle or Portland. Those cities are, like... Dude, dirty. Yeah. Compared to you go to New York, Boston. I mean, mm-hmm. they're great cities, but just things are dirty back yeah. I mean, they're also older. Really I get old. it. And a lot of people. Yeah. It's, Older it's than a lot tough. of people, mm. but still. But still, like, people have to help, you know? Like, there's just so much garbage. I remember... San keeps its place clean. One time in New York, Brad and I, Seesaw Brad, we went into a restaurant, and outside the front door was, like, um, garbage bags as tall as Brad's shoulder in front of the restaurant. And, like, it was, like, by Madison Square Garden. I think we went to, like, get some food and some beer and like i was like Dude, yeah this even is, on new year's eve this is in front of their restaurant. that's the thing like the thing about new york is like you go to like t- uh, Times square or Mas- these famous places and it's like kind of shitty no yeah. <laughs> you, you go to Times square to pick up a mixtape <laughs> or watch people in costumes i mean just like they're finally yeah. my parents are telling they're fi- i haven't flown in LaGuardia in mm-hmm. a while but like for the last three years, they've been finally like upgrading LaGuardia. If you've ever flown into LaGuardia, you're like, is it 1984 New York? <laughs> that was my first experience in New York. Getting off the plane in LaGuardia, like, oh shit, this is like Ghostbusters New York. <laughs> <laughs> this is dirty as fuck. Like, yeah. this is, what kind of shitty airport is this? But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> New York, but New York's tight nonetheless, other yeah, than it's yeah. fucking dirty. I, like I, I love New York. It's so picturesque. Just like, fly the JFK. Like, yeah, yeah. Go to JFK. There's still dickheads out there in JFK. They fucking annoy me every time I go in there. My parents are um, going to be are happy to move be moving back next year. Just it's damn, we got different use, mentality. We got a little short time to yeah, use that resort. Go yeah, we go out there. Before <laughs> the Richardson Resort. Back. Uh-huh. But, uh, it's different. It's just. You, you interact with people, and then, yeah, it's definitely different. If, if, I forget about that. Mm-hmm. If you're like a timid or quiet or shy person, they do not respond well to you. <laughs> yeah. They have no fucking patience. You got to establish your dominance. Or you just got to, yeah, you have to be assertive. Yeah. You have to be assertive, and you just can't, like, uh, be too, like, slow or anything. Yeah, like, and people in New York are nice, you know, like. I, I wouldn't say I, they're nice. Uh, no, I'd say dude, they're friendly. I don't know. They're nice to they're me. They're friendly. They're nice to me, for sure. They're friendly. Like, if you mm-hmm. talk, speak back to them and stuff, mm-hmm. or if you talk first, they'll be friendly. Mm-hmm. But, like, they'll also, like, take advantage of you <laughs> if you don't, if you're not someone to stick up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to let you in on the freeway. Like, it's just, you know, you're not going to get in the subway car. They're not going to, like, wait for you to go. Like, you got to, you know, if it's your turn, you fucking go. If well, you don't, then yeah. everyone else is. I, I feel you need to know that etiquette anyways. But, like, a lot of people don't on the West Coast because everyone's so fucking laid back about, out here. Like, travel a little bit, my friends. Everyone's hella laid back and doesn't give a shit mm. about anything. Out there, but, yeah. like, you, you go to a restaurant, like, people are going to be dressed nice. They're not going to be, if you go to, like, a nice restaurant, mm. quote, unquote. They got like, a tie. Or just, they at least have a collared shirt on and mm. pants. If not, if not, they got a shitty, no, one. No, <laughs> they got a shitty one for you. There's, there's no not such thing as a suit in Reno. Well, there's just like not people in tank tops and mm-hmm. flip flops in nice restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's just different. It's different. Anyways, we <laughs> did have the Tahoe red, white, and blue cleanup. Three hundred people volunteered to pull eighteen hundred pounds of 18, garbage. Eighteen thousand. No, eighteen hundred. 
1,800 pounds oh, okay, good. of trash off that of was... Lake Tahoe after the 4th. So everybody comes up for the 4th. We get all you, the tourists and all the out-of-towners, and then bam. People left chairs and stuff there. Like, I saw like up. coolers and chairs left behind. That's hilarious. Makes me so mad. Because I love Tahoe. And just like pack in, pack out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people from Nevada, you know, you know that. Wherever you go, lots of wilderness and beautiful things here. But like... Take nothing but memories. Leave, leave nothing no, but footprints. Leave that's no, what used to move, tell, no nothing. That's what we used to tell the kids. Like, take nothing but memories and leave nothing but footprints <laughs> everywhere we went. You know, just have respect for the environment. Yeah, pockets full of seashells. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crawdads. Uh, you always catch crawdads and put it like, like, <laughs> like, hey, look what I got. All right, <laughs> no one come on the bus with a crawdad. Go dump all those out right now. <laughs> You're like, you know, one kid in his lunchbox trying to fucking yeah, trying to sneak, sneak in. one in. Like, mom's like, why does my son have a crawdad in his lunchbox? Because he doesn't fucking listen. <laughs> I can't inspect all of them. There's 80 of them. Yeah. And then I'll try to be sneaky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got lots of earthquakes lately. Southern California. Southern California. Like, about to like break this, off. This is my prediction. Southern California is going to break off. And, uh,. You know, we're going to be the new West Coast. That reminds me, I was watching Escape from L.A. today with Kurt Russell, <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. that's the start of that Snake. movie. So, the craziest off. thing, uh, <laughs> my friend posted an article about the scientist, and, like, these earthquakes are proving his, he's, like, has this theory, and his theory is, like, the San Andreas Fault is, like, so messed up that the pressure can't release there, so it's going to be a different fault, and he was, like, studying, because he's from, he goes, he's from UNR. He's no. like the state geologist of Nevada. And like these teams at UNR are studying like this fault line and they think it's going to come up from like Baja, Mexico, the Gulf of California. Eventually in 15 million years, it will go all the way up to Reno. So nice. it'd be like an inland sea. So like LA, San Francisco will be on a strip uh-huh. and then there'll be water between like the Mount, the Eastern Sierra and like Nevada. Oh, and there's man. like, cause it's like, and it makes sense. Cause like basically it says if you follow 395, there's a you know there's old volcano you've ever been to Mono Lake you know there's mm-hmm. old volcanoes there and he's like this is where in the, that's what the fault he's talking about is where these earthquakes have been happening well mammoth is mammoth is a giant volcano i mean you can get up high up on the ridges or you can get high in the mountains and you'll yeah, see a, sulfur pits and you'll well, see like, the cuz like people like not to get too technical <laughs> but the subduction zone is like the San Andreas fault where like the pacific plate is going under the north american plate which causes those volcanoes but he thinks like that's not because it's so messed up that the crust is going to go where the crust is weaker of the mantle of the earth. You know, hey, and, science. Uh, and the Gulf of Mexico, he's like, because these ancient volcanoes were there, the crust is already weakened from those. And that's why he, that's why he thinks it's going to just take the path of least resistance. So he hmm. thinks like they showed a picture of like the San Andreas thing, like, in, you know, uh, escape from L.A. versus his theory. And, like, people have been, like, not really, you know, they're like, there's no way to prove this. And it's, like, slowly gaining traction. But then, like, this article went viral because these earthquakes are Dang. what he predicted. Hmm. So, if you ever been to, like, Damn. Walker Lake, Walker Canyon, basically, yeah, it would come up towards Gardnerville. And he said the fault goes, like, up north past Pyramid. Yeah. And if you've ever driven, if you've ever driven. 15 million years? If, yeah, million? 10 to 15 okay. million years. <laughs> he's like, if you've ever driven like up 395, you've seen it. Like if you go 395 north past Reno, like past uh, Red Rock, when you get out there, like you can see these huge ass like valleys that were caused by earthquakes out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like volcanic rock and shit out there. And that's. I drove the back way through Alturas and all that other shit 
yesterday, and yeah, you you I like see going that you way. see the well, there's lots of, of volcanic. If you go down 395 south to LA, like like you said, Mammoth, obviously, and there's t- you know that's why there's so many hot springs in yep. in Nevada. But if you go, yeah, Mammoth all the way down, all the active in old volcanoes and just like mm-hmm. the you can see the fucking shit that went off in the past. Welcome to Earth. That's all the hot magma. So salute to all our geology nerds and geologists out there. Yeah. This guy uh, is a cool article and you know gave some shine to UNR. They're like they got one of the best programs. And the only reason they've been able to prove this is because like uh, back in the '90s when they originally wanted to do Yucca Mountain, they did uh, they put all these seismic readers out there, these GPS locators to test the, the seismic activity. And spoiler, alert, they were shocked by how much there is down there, and that's why they're like it would be a bad idea to store nuclear waste yeah. there. Obviously, but the other part was like because of that, like UNR Nevada has some of the most accurate readings where they can track the movement of the Earth's crust, like G- with GPS locators, just like you know they can do with uh, like oceans or rivers and shit like that. Yeah, they have like a big shaker, like a really huge shaker. So like the uh, engineers come he- up here and like test it's one of the preeminent yeah, programs say, we have one of the top in the entire mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. with the seismo- with this uh, you know the study of the seismology and, and you can go on there and access tectonics. it yeah we, uh, i went there for, i went there for a class yeah. yeah architecture class it was tight speaking of unr crazy boom, boom, explosion boom. yesterday <laughs> that gas was like, i mean they said Boiler it was room. utilities utilities yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fucking utilities that, in quotes on look, you know if that had happened, would it happen at two o'clock yesterday? If that had happened at two o'clock in October, oh, on a Friday in October, people would have died. Yes, been trouble. Yeah, that that area is super busy. Yeah, it's like it's a well, dorm, and, dorm and it's summertime, so there's no. There's I mean, I don't kids. know who was staying there at this mm. point because they always have people staying there, but mm. there, it wasn't like a full. Yeah, because only eight people because of the holiday like weekend, no mm. one was there. Oh, that too. Yeah, that mm. too. Nothing's going on. No one was there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or else they're, they're, they're yeah, people probably gonna die. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Something with water leakage. Brett, because Brian said uh, Tumwa was out there. They had to do something. So you know, something I mean, with it, the water that gas. Building got destroyed too. It wasn't just from the broiler room. Like you look at the pictures, and it is. It looks like a bomb went off yeah, inside the, the building. Yeah, the side of the building blown away. Yeah, it was crazy. I, so that was like when I was driving to the airport yesterday, I saw that. Like, damn, what the fuck's going on in Reno? And then I land and there's earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, what the fuck's going on? Should have stayed at the resort. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get home and segue into the next section, sports. Mm-hmm. Find out so fucking much, Kawhi Leonard signed with the Clippers. There's so much fucking NBA uh, shit going oh, on right now. Spoiler alert, we're going to deep dive. We're going to deep dive into the NBA offseason yes, right now. Yes. So, oh, man. You know, skip ahead for 10 minutes if you don't like basketball. Yeah, it's Stephen A. Smith. Stay locked in. You hope, hopefully, you Are you a Laker fan? Are you like. I'm a Spurs fan, so I'm. Oh. I'm so you're like, fuck Kawhi Leonard. Look, I tried to be nice. No, no, no. Look, look. People hate Kevin Durant for what he did. He was a free agent and left. Kawhi Leonard fucking refused to play for yeah. his team uh, and like demanded to be traded and no one gives a shit he went to because he went to toronto mm-hmm. to help them win beat my fucking warriors <laughs> to help them win a title and then now he gets to go to la and prize fucking paul george he's just destroying franchises uh, left and right yeah. I, feel, I feel bad for russell westbrook a little bit i don't like, fuck him forever <laughs> <laughs> like he has but like he's super mad right now but oh, you know yeah. what uh, my theory is oklahoma city and their fans are cursed because that team never should have moved from Seattle. Seattle yeah. So until mm-hmm. Seattle gets the NBA team and they win a title, Oklahoma good. City is forever cursed. Yeah. That is my. That is, I have said it from the beginning. That team should have never moved. 
80 years from now, they're going to be finally talking about yeah. this when they've never won a title because that <laughs> franchise is eternally cursed because their owners stole that team from this great mm. folks of the Emerald City Seattle. Yes. What? Sean Kemp was my guy. I used to play uh, Seattle Supersonics on NBA Jam because Sean Kemp and the glove. The glove. But anyways, mm. Ka- Kawhi Leonard. Uh-huh. Clippers. Played the Lakers, which I love because fuck them. <laughs> Asking for all this extra time, it was so it was so the Clippers could trade for Paul George yeah. and get him on the team. Paul George is awesome. When too. that came down, mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy shit! Yeah. They're gonna win the title next year." Yeah. And if he wins the title, he will have won a title with three different teams. Yeah. Before he's thirty. Dude. Yeah. Kawhi's, I mean, I mean, he's. I could say like, I'm with you and fuck Kawhi, yeah. but also. Kawhi might be the greatest basketball player of all time. <laughs> no, he's, he's amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, if the Clippers win uh, the title next year, he might be the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah. I like, look, I, I grew up watching Damn. Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. but like Kawhi Leonard would D the fuck out of fucking Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like Damn. Kawhi Leonard is bigger, faster, stronger than Michael Jordan. Yeah, well, evolution of man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's the, like, Jesus. Like, it's so fucking crazy. It, yeah, all week. That was like, I couldn't wait till Sunday. So, like, when I'm like no, chilling. Was, there was so much. So, I'd, yeah, I'd be chilling in, at the pool, but I'd have like my alerts on yeah. for like all the fucking free agency news. Like, with KD fucking went. So, yeah, Kevin Durant, Kyrie went to the, to, the Nets. Mm-hmm. Then the Warriors traded for D'Angelo Russell. I was like, what? And then mm-hmm. they traded Iguodala away. Boogie. Boogie signed with the Lakers yeah. finally. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's been fucking crazy. Been and then we knew the Knicks weren't going to get any, anything. No, no, the Knicks have also Blues. like uh, Jimmy Butler to Miami. Like, what do they say? The NYC or the NYK means uh, next year Knicks. <laughs> the funniest thing I've seen on TV recently was when Jesus Samaro did the draft show live yeah. <laughs> and watched the draft lottery. Oh yeah, with to da- see with how Jada sad yeah. to see how fucking sad they were uh-huh. that they didn't get t- Zion. 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 <laughs> Dude, so Zion for the spring ball, I guess they played Summer in League. Vegas, yeah, and uh, it was like sold out. Well, and mm. there was an earthquake; they had to cancel it, mm. and then he got hurt. He's hurt, and he's not going to play anymore. The rest <laughs> of the summer league. Oh dang! Yeah, they announced it this morning. Faulty, like, faulty sneaker. No, he has like a, a like <laughs> he's just got like a sprained knee, yeah. but they're just like you know they're being super careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever, they shut him down. Yeah, yeah he's they cancel. Yeah, they, they cancel. It was in the middle of the game. They canceled because he'd like they were playing the Knicks. Hilarious. Kevin Knox, the Knicks young player, like got a rebound. Yeah. And Zion literally ripped the ball from him and dunked it over him and he was on the ground <laughs> and the whole crowd went crazy and then like twenty minutes later the earthquake happened. Did did he cause the earthquake? <laughs> I, I, I feel that I feel that's what it kinda correlated to. I can't wait to see it. it the NBA I, as an NBA I mean as a Warriors fan, you know what? Like whatever, you know, like we win some, you lose some. We already won yeah, three yeah, titles, yeah. like I'm happy forever. So, it, like, it's been a crazy offseason. Like, this week has been so exciting. This is why the NBA is the best mm-hmm. Like, the first week of free agency, like, you literally have to have your phone on because, like, there's people moving. You don't Chess know pieces just yeah. being moved all over the place. It's fucking great. And not knowing. It's you so know? exciting. Yeah. And the way things ended up, there's balance. Like, no one knows who's going to win next year. That's yeah. so good. It's so good. It's wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you always get tired of like, yeah, whoever comes out of the West Coast is always going to win. But like we know, say but, this, but like, you know, five mm-hmm. years ago, people were talking about mm-hmm. the Clippers being the next great team and then the Warriors came out of nowhere. Yeah. So you don't mm-hmm. know. Like, that's the thing. It's been like six years since the Warriors, you know, came out of nowhere, won a title. It's probably going to be something like that next year. Yeah. It's great. That, you know, you go through mm-hmm. cycles of like, 
That's just that's why the NBA is the best. Everybody but the Knicks. Let's you as a Spurs fan. Like, <laughs> yeah, the Knicks. I'm a Warrior win. fan, but I've always rooted for the Spurs. Like Tim Duncan was my guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like uh, Manu Ginobili, even I mean, Tony Parker. Robinson. I, I loved like Manu. Like growing up, it was weird how I became a Spurs fan. I think it literally was just like my dad went on a business trip to San Antonio and bought my brother and I Spurs jerseys. And then it's just ever, been ever since because it's like in Reno, I don't really have any connection yeah. anywhere else. Right. Like, You're a free agent. Yeah. Like growing <laughs> yeah. up, it's like when I was a kid, I didn't even know like that there was a, a team in San Francisco. Yeah, Oakland that's the area. thing because like, the Warriors, Warriors are so were terrible. terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm from there. That's why I know. Like when I moved here, no one knew about them. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's not a natural thing. They were fucking terrible. Why would you? And like the Kings were hot for a little bit, but like the Kings, no one gives a shit about the Kings. Nobody. Yeah. They have a, a really nice stadium. They do. And they actually have a really good team. Like they might make the playoffs <laughs> this year. Like they're actually not fucking up for once. Yeah. It's kind of it crazy. A while. So let's see Kings fans out there. We got, you know, all the people in Sacramento and the Bay Area listening. Yeah. You know, it's got to be some Kings fans amongst you. Dude, yeah. I'll be in, I'll be in Sacramento soon, too. be good. Yeah, so this is the NBA offseason. You know what? The fucking pundits, they don't know shit. <laughs> like, this is the difference between being a reporter and being, like, a pundit. It's like reporters like Adrian Wojcikowski are, like, the ones, like, letting us know when all this shit's going down. Everyone else is just speculating wildly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wildly speculating. Yeah. Like, I had more intelligent conversations in my group chats, my sports groups groups that I'm in, than, like, the people on fucking First Take ISPN do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Stephen A got just, People just so throw the hard. wildest. It's, that's, like, half of it. It's, like, people throw the wildest shit out there. Like, oh, like, LeBron's going to go, like, this this going to happen. And you're just, like... And it's given, like, the same credence as, like, you know, some fucking insider who's, like, a general manager being like, no. No, we're not doing this. Like, all week long, they've been like, oh, he's going to the Lakers. He's going to the Lakers. He's going to the Lakers. It's a done deal. Like, you see people tweeting, you know, saying, it's a done deal. Then you find out the whole fucking time he never was going to sign with the Lakers. (laughs) He played He was just using them for leverage. I mean, I feel like he said numerous times he didn't want to play with LeBron. That's like, what I always thought. Like that's I'm I feel like, like there's interviews with mm-hmm. him going like, "No, I don't want to play with LeBron." Like I, he wants to be the main guy. And that's the thing. Like, like I, no, no respect to Stephon Curry, <laughs> Stephon Wardell Curry. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's like certain alphas in the sport. Like Kevin Durant is one of those. So like, that's why I thought like people were like. Kevin Durant going to Golden State, he was the best player on the team. It might have been Curry's team, but everyone knows Durant was the better player. Like, if you've ever played basketball, there's just a pecking order. Like, you know who's better than you, even if you don't want to admit it. So, like, that's the thing. If he went to the – like, right, like, Anthony Davis going to the Lakers makes sense. LeBron's old. He's better than Anthony Davis, but, like, Anthony Davis will eventually be better than him. But then you throw Kawhi Leonard in the mix, there's no fucking clear-cut alpha. That can't fucking work. Yeah. You can't have two alphas. Well, like they would have no point guard either. So like, there's no one to run it. Like, yeah. But it's just like yeah. you have to. Basketball is like people don't understand it, but like there, you have to defer to your teammates, and you have to like play a role sometimes, and not like if you're the alpha, like there's certain guys who just have never played that way, and like until they get older or like lose part of their game, they're just not going to. And there's no way that would have worked. No, that's why it worked in, in Golden State because Kevin Durant is obviously like Steph Curry's a Hall of Famer, but Kevin Durant is like top three best fucking NBA players in the league. You know, like yeah. like skill wise and ability wise, it's like him, you know, LeBron, Giannis, like those like those are the alphas, and you can't have 
more than one alpha on a team. You can have like multiple all stars and hall of famers even, but you can't have magic and bird on the same team. <laughs> very, very true. And that's why I just, I just never thought like going to the nets, like Kyrie Irving is a very good fucking player. Mm-hmm. But like you ask any NBA fan, that is fucking Durant's team. Cause Durant's the better player. Yeah. Cause that's why it was a lot there of has to be a fucking pecking order. No, and that's why like possibly to the Knicks, like to go Durant. Cause then Durant top guy to bring that team from like nothing to whatever he's going like, to do. In his head, I'm sure Kyrie Irving thinks like, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. is just as good as Durant and everything. Uh-huh. But like push comes to shove, that's fucking Durant's team. Yeah. Push comes to shove, the Lakers Kyrie, are LeBron's team. <laughs> and that's like, like Paul George going to the Clippers, push comes to Ka- Kawhi is the alpha, mm. Paul George is the fucking second in command. Omega. That's how it fucking works. And then like, in basketball, there's only five players. It has to be like that. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be it's great. There's so many good duos in the Western Conference. Next like, season's gonna be really, it's gonna be really a fucking bloodbath. Yeah. The There's like ten good teams in the Western mm-hmm. Conference. And then after KD comes back, like oh, it's gonna be and like people are saying the Warriors dynasty is over. We'll see, motherfuckers. <laughs> Clay all day. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, Clay had successful surgery on his ACL. He'll be back next year. Mm-hmm. So will the Warriors. <laughs> Heart of a champion. <laughs> oh, Clay. He's, yeah. he's Slater right now, though. Dude, yeah. All the girls. I showed you his picture of his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, I'm sorry. They, what, are they, what do they call her? It's not his actual girlfriend. It's like his his woman friend. Or like They're not like a couple, but they're dating or something. She's like a movie. Bay. She's like an actress movie star. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, Clay. Yeah. He's always winning on and off the court. <laughs> Favorite. So, Spurs fan, let me ask you this. Favorite moment uh, as your Spurs fandom? Ooh, uh, probably like the block, just like, oh, fuck, no, <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's, there's so many, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it's not a good memory, but I think it's just like the last time Tim Duncan was in the like playoffs and just like watching him play and just knowing like, man, he's just, he's old. It's probably, it's, it's like one of my favorite mm-hmm. ones, but it's like, man, this is like, I grew up watching yeah, this guy him, play. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I get to see him like. Make Your it whole to the playoffs, career, yeah. like you know, him trying and even him trying is just like it looks like he's just sad and like tired. And <laughs> he always like, looks sad to me though. <laughs> until he wins, then he cries. Yeah. Uh, Who's your, what's your saddest moment? Was it the Ray Allen three? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing moment. It's it's an amazing <laughs> moment. I mean, I think but like it was against your. T- it's like one of those things. Like that was amazing, but it was against your team. Like when yeah, the, like I mean, the jazz. If I can like step out of my own like fandom and everything, it's like watching that is amazing. I mean, I'm sure it's like watching like Kyrie hit that three like for on Golden State where it just turned the tide. Like those yeah. are the kind of shots where it's like I. I hate it. I hate every time. So, like, you're watching great. Yeah. You you're have watching, to respect you're greatness. You're watching sports history. Like, yeah. You know, these yeah. are the, the moments that, like, 20 years from like, now, yeah, like, like, people will be I'm watching. Gonna, I'm going to remember when Kyrie, Kyrie fucking <laughs> Kawhi. Kawhi. <laughs> Kyrie. Kyrie. I'm going to remember when Kawhi fucking imposed his will on the Warriors. And I'm going to remember, like, the moment where, like, I realized they were going to lose problem like when you're like oh shit they're probably gonna lose this like unless something miraculous like it was fucking game three when he started going off they still won the game or not game three game four when he started going off they still barely won the game but i was like he's not gonna fucking let them they might lose this game like 
But like, unless a fucking miracle happens and like they play out of their asses, like he's they're gonna fucking win. Like he's just. It's just like I remember when I realized the Warriors were going to win in 2015 against the Cat, like the first time. Like, this is fucking legit, and mm-hmm. you know you have those moments. I, I, that was the best thing though about that, even though they lost that year, is they came back and won the next year. Yeah, yeah. Pop knows what he's fucking doing. But like, just the motivation to lose, like they they had the fucking ropes on the side of the court ready to to celebrate their championship, and the, like the fucking. Heat snatched victory from the yeah. jaws of defeat, <laughs> and they lost. And then they uh, went back the next year and beat the same team again. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it, it's cool watching like dynasties and like basketball rise and fall. I mean, like it, it happens so fast. And I feel like in the NBA, there's so much power like in the players' hands now. Like, they, it's it's cool to see like. You it's know, best it's, for the sport. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because like they're not making decisions based on money or business. They're ba- like they're doing like what they want to do to make the best environment for them to play best, and that's you know what sports are about. You know, it's like if you were playing pickup ball, you'd do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still. I always laugh like every once in a while, like on my Instagram feed, will be like uh, the Heat and spurs and it's like lebron shooting free throws and it's Kawhi leonard checking back into the game and it's just oh, like he... just him just like kind of mouthing fuck and just like that's, that's how what, you knew yeah with lebron james like that's yeah a famous moment when like lebron looks over his shoulder sees Kawhi coming back in he's like fuck <laughs> like, respect right know. there like, yeah. yeah he does not like he doesn't want to fucking go against him because he's so good He's a fucking machine. He's the Terminator. He's yeah. a robot, man. <laughs> He's a fucking robot. He's just um. relentlessly efficient and cuts your heart out. Like, and he's so fucking ruthless. And he's yeah. probably so nice, too. Like, he, yeah. yeah. He, uh. like, he's super, like, quiet uh-huh. and reserved uh-huh. and humble. Uh-huh. Yeah, that laugh is creepy as fuck. fucking thing. Or, like, when they're in the car and he's like, I'm a fun guy with Serge Ibaka. Like, yeah. those are the two creepiest fucking quotes ever. But I feel like he's just socially awkward. Yeah, he probably he is. He is a robot. He's Because, like, Kevin aliens. Durant is just as awkward, but, like, in a fucking, you know, caught in my feelings sort of way. <laughs> Have you ever read any, like, the articles on, like, Kawhi Leonard's trash talk? Yeah. Like, like the, the, uh, <laughs> board man get paid. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> things like that where it's, like, not even, like, There's mean, a whole, I'm like, in a whole group even, like, on Facebook, and they just, like, every time he does something, like, this Kawhi Leonard celebrating, and he's like, this is a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I am having a good time with this human interaction. Like, it's just, like, I would get mad because it, like, isn't even good trash talk. It's, like, just tell me I'm doing a bad yeah. job. Like, be he's mean to me. He's a dork. He's, like, a like, dork. <laughs> and he's super fucking good at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> He, he definitely went into the right sport. Like, Kevin Durant almost considered going with the Lakers because, like, Kawhi Leonard just called him up out of the blue. Like, they're not even that good of friends. Like, just called him on his cell phone. Like, cell phone and cell phone. And was like, hey, do you, you want to come to the Clippers with me? And, like, Kevin Durant said he was so flattered and shocked. Like, he almost considered – he had never really considered going to the Clippers until, like, he almost considered it just because he was so mm-hmm. flattered and shocked that, like, he just called him up and was like, yeah. hey, man, like, go? I would – like, I respect – like, I love play, you, know, you as a basketball player and I want to play with you. You're the first – like, I would I want to play with you over anyone else. <laughs> Damn. Boy. The best player in the sport did that. Yeah. Like, it's fucking – you know, that's not what people – people talk about when they talk about alpha athletes you know they think they're assholes and he's a nice guy like hey man you're really fucking good i want to play with you would you come play with me yeah kobe would never do that that's why you know sometimes keeping it real goes through yeah people are gonna hate me for saying this but i love it kobe bryant is just a shitty version of michael jordan (laughs) 
and everyone knows yeah, I see that. Kobe Bryant like that's why I never liked him Kobe Bryant was never Kobe Bryant Kobe Bryant tried to be Michael Jordan and people loved him for it and it's the wackest fucking thing ever yeah, because he didn't hide mentality. it. Yeah, like mom, he, you know, like if someone came out and they're like, "I'm trying to be Tupac and rap," and like sounded and acted like Tupac and did the things Tupac did, no one would fucking buy it because it's fucking whack. And Kobe Bryant's fucking whack. Have you watched his analysis and shit? He's so fucking weird and I whack. I haven't seen that show because he does have a show like yeah. afterwards. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant is weird and fucking whack. Like Michael Jordan is a. Is a gambling, terribly dressed, terrible owner, <laughs> alcoholic. <laughs> but he's, he's the like, goat. Uh, but like, good he's thing, an he, asshole. Good thing he's he was, old school. He good, was born in the fucking sixties. Good thing there was no social media when Jordan yeah. was around, because just the stories you hear. It's how like he Joe Montana. People are like he's an asshole. Mm. Michael Jordan's a fucking asshole. Mm. I'm sure he smokes cigars, cheats on the wife, gambles. Yeah. Like, is it's a shitty fucking owner? He's a mm. terrible general manager. Yeah. Dresses like fucking. Hey, but guess what? Jinkos are coming back, though. So, boom. So Dress pick, is terribly, him up, him but you up. know what? He can do all that because he's fucking Michael Jordan. Yeah. See, yeah. <laughs> Want earrings, though? Yeah. Like, just so out of fucking style. Like, someone who is so cool. <laughs> like, Michael Jordan is just the alpha of, like, the cool guy from high school. <laughs> he Except never he was just the it. coolest person in the yeah. world in, like, 1994. And like no, uh, has not changed since then because he doesn't need to. He does. He fucking, doesn't need to. He's yeah. fucking Michael Jordan. He'll be doing the same mm. corny shit in fucking twenty years. He makes so much money off you dummies buying his. But Jordan. Kobe Nobody Bryant is a just a shitty. Kobe Bryant is just a shitty version of that. Mm, yeah. Like mm. LeBron James is Le- like he has his own thing. Like yeah. LeBron's LeBron. Yeah, he like like we always say he puts more uh, more kids uh, in college <laughs> in Ohio than Ohio does. <laughs> All right, I think that's our NBA time's up. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been a little longer than 10 minutes. Might have been a little longer than 10 minutes. So it was worth it. Uh, it's, just the, it's just the time of year. It's it's the best time for it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm, like, laying up, like, like, so excited. Like, I can't wait till the season starts. Like, it's going to be great. Yeah. You have to fucking watch basketball again. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of, kind of got, you know, took advantage of just the Warriors winning every night, so I didn't have to watch every game. <laughs> But now we can watch like multiple teams, you know, because like I really don't have a team. I just love to watch right. b- basketball, you know. Every Western and Conference I, game is going to be good because yeah. there's so many good players in the mm-hmm. Western Conference. But yeah, and there's so. three good teams in the East. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just going to be Giannis. Yeah, like, like the Bucks might win <laughs> yeah. 65 games, 70 games next year, just because the Eastern Conference is going to be so whack. That's how it usually is, though. Yeah, it's been for like, like the last game. 10 years or something yeah. like that. That's why Sixers I, might be good. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be the, the Sixers, Celtics, and Bucks would be good, but no one else. Like, none of those other teams are going to scare anyone. Maybe the Pacers, but yeah, that's why I wanted Kawhi to stay in Toronto, like just to balance shit out. Need some East Coast team, or like they got to move, they got to do something and move one of these good teams, like New Orleans, move them into the Eastern Conference. <laughs> <laughs> Put Zion out there. <laughs> anyway, next up we got my song of the week, and it is Down Bottom. Off that dream, featuring Dreamville, so everyone's on there. GID, mm-hmm. Earth Gang, J. Cole, um, Boz. I think Ari Leno even does like the chorus or something yeah. or the hook. So uh, listen and enjoy. Yeah, I am the king of the E, and get it bitch screwed like the DJ. Yeah, I am the sit where we play, we got to chop where we play. Yeah, come through the sit, we're gonna chop your ass up just like some sushi. AK for the sound stick, go stupid. Draw the money out on the wall. Okay, little dirty, nappy headed, East Atlanta nigga, father said it, I was a force. 44, Hank, Aaron Crone, wanna make it home, then get out the porch. Let a nigga cover faded for, I had to fade a nigga at the faded for. It's tomato, what's the motto? Either way, the boy, the greatest play it, I won't say it no more. I was just fucked up, I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten 
the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown. Board of Education versus Brown. I was Board of Education, left the town. Fuck a resume and fuck a cap and gown. Fuck a background, check background. When I get the check, nigga, that's now. I was just fucked up. I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, crown. Oh shit. I was just fucked up. I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, crown, crown. crown. I was just fucked up. I was just down, down bad. Pick up the pad, pick up the slack, pick up the litter, don't litter no bag. My seat been picking up racks, racks coming clear to act if you too. And I'm back in the booth, got them hacking the shackers, they lacking the juice. Niggas dropping the ball, they on shacking the fool. Activists drew down the side of your face, we ain't jacking it. We ain't dabbing them fools, get a nap, you do just embarrassing. Who going crazy like us, no comparison? Driven like Marion Jones on the steroids. Y'all niggas slow as a heroin high. Y'all had a year, y'all had a year, y'all had a year, but you let it go by. Eesh. I was just fucked up, I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, crown. Oh shit, I was just fucked up. I was down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, 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 crown. Dreamville, head hot, your bitch, we came for nothing, just like the Big Bang Theory. The poverty stain kept the pain buried and covered the shame with a dream. We would have fortune and fame. A million of bank, chameleon paint, turned cranberry. Now, little Jermaine got the same stories. That boy had the same bitch, the same marriage. Go, all hell, King Cole, first of his name. Long may rain. The boy got the song, but you know it in a game. Dear nigga, I was born in the same. Pressure cooker, that's been known to bust a lump of coal and make a diamond. Two sick me and wrote a Reaganomics. Crew sick me to go to stay there rhyming on oh God. You could die today, so be held to pay. I'ma leave and breathe scheming testimony, so don't test me, homie. Put that knee on it, put a foot up that ass, you a stepping stone. All my niggas ain't getting no sleep. All of my niggas be chasing their dreams. Oh, I'm a force of nature, I can't wait the day. I was having problems till I had to break through all my tattoos for sure. They ain't never for sure. Might get tattooed on two, tell your hoe get the dope. In my time making love to your thoughts. Gon' get in line, baby, slut up your mind. It's a brand new season. I'm a righteous heathen. I take on the challenge and I leave it bleeding. I was down bad, now I'm even Steven. And I'm leaving, leaving every fucking weekend. I was just fucked up, I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, crown. Oh shit, I was just fucked up, I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up. But Welcome back, guys. That was Sean's song of the week. It was Down Bad by pretty much all of Dreamville. <laughs> I think the beat's crazy. It starts off yeah. kind of weird and funky, but uh, everyone just gets down, throws a verse. I mm-hmm. love it. You know, you got uh, everyone from J. Cole to, to Baz, Baz mm-hmm. to Earth King, J.I.D., Ari Linux on the hook. So uh, the whole, uh, even someone else I don't know who I can't think of their name right now is on that one. So, yeah, check out. It's a good album. Like, these are young rappers making good music for those of you who don't know. Now you know. In Dreamville, they've been making moves for a long time. So, so this to J. Cole. Yeah. So this to J. Cole. Like, just uh, one of the greatest rappers of this generation. Mm-hmm. For sure. Got that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, definitely taken. Rap is in good hands for those of you who hate it. Rap's in good hands. Yeah, because we always talk about it. Like, the three people, Drakey Poo. Kendrick, and then J. <coughs> J. Cole. Yeah. Speaking so, of uh, Drake, only person that is close to as mad as fucking <laughs> Russell Westbrook right now. Is yeah. <laughs> He's the saddest boy in all of Canada. Oh, Drakey Poo. I wish I wish he went would have went to Oakland games, but they probably E forty warned him. E forty, yeah. He's not allowed. Don't to be Oakland. coming in here. Your fucking pass is revoked, son. Especially when the city of Oakland did not let any radio station, including up in the mix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> play like, any Drake in well, the, as long as the Warriors are playing the Raptors in the finals we're not playing any Drake on the radio show yeah how crazy is that that's, in the city of Oakland solidarity yeah. yeah yeah keep your money in the grave competitiveness I love it competitive pettiness yes <laughs> kind of like the heroes of the week right heroes of the week the U.S. women's soccer team yeah so it's them out there they're one win away from winning the World Cup. Dude. Drinking all the tea. Drinking all the tea. That one, <laughs> everyone hated on that. Like women, women are competitive too. They could shit talk all they want. That little teacup thing, tipping the fitted to you, Morgan. Yeah, Alex Morgan out there, stunned on people. Yeah. If if a guy had done that, no one would have no cared. No question it. Yeah. 
but a girl so does sexy. it. It's like, just like nah. the shit with Serena Williams. Mm. Guys can break their rackets and scream and yell and cuss. She does one little thing. She's and on her period or point something. Do- yeah. Point mm-hmm. docked. It's fucking bullshit. No, be competitive, girls. Talk shit. It's a beautiful thing. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just win, though. And fucking pay those women. <laughs> yes. Pay them. Beat, pay, yeah. beat the Netherlands tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck the Dutch. Let's go. <laughs> USA. Let's go. USA. USA. We just had our Independence Day. We're going to win the World Cup. Yeah. The ladies are representing hard. Dude, and ladies killing them. They should get paid more. They get, uh, like, they just... The women's got the best uh, selling jersey right now. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Like and even get, guys are wearing the women's jerseys. Like, mm-hmm. well, cool. Like, yeah. If you're a fucking soccer fan, who cares? Exactly. You know. And like, uh, who was I talking? Patriotic. To? Yeah. Who I was talking to? Uh, I forgot who it was. It just kind of sucks because like everywhere else around the world, like a lot of countries don't let their women play soccer. So that's like another thing that kind of yeah, holding we them about back. That last time, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But they need to get paid just as equally. They bring in just as much money. They need to get paid money. more than the men. Yeah. If we're going to say it's based off of like what the money you're bringing, bringing in, in, they need, they to, need to get paid more than exactly, the men. Because the men bring, ain't doing shit. No, the men are whack. Go in the gold cup, though. Yeah. They, they, they beat whoever. They're they're against Mexico right now. Are they playing Mexico? Yeah. Is that who it is? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm excited. They're going to lose that game. Yeah, I'm going to be drinking a lot of beer tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, because who they play, they beat Jamaica like 3 nothing, mm-hmm. and then someone else. Like, that's the thing. Like, they beat the, these teams, like... But they never beat Mexico. Mexico's the best team in the, you know, in the Concafca Cup, whatever, like, yeah. which is basically North America mm-hmm. and the, you know, the Caribbean Cent- islands, Central America, yeah, North and Central America, yeah, mm-hmm. Nicaragua's in there, yeah. And then the other one, and is we the, beat up on yeah. all those teams and act like it's a big deal, but we can't even beat Mexico, and like mm-hmm. they're the, you know, they're the best team in our in our division. Yeah, then like it just sucks because like the infrastructure we always talk about this for soccer in America is not that good, you know, because like we always make fun of. American soccer. When everyone retires from the Premier League, they come in here to play the MLS, and they're still. Did you see the goal? Uh, the Rooney goal. The Rooney goal yes, last week. Yes. Look up Wayne Rooney's goal last uh-huh. week. That was the most ridiculous soccer Dude, goal I might have ever that's, seen. In my it life. looks like little kids are fucking playing, you know, because it's just like they it's come, one. they come to retire to America, and they're retired old players. From the and Premier they just League, and they kill the it. Shit out. Just like Beckham, Beckham did so good, and he was fucking old. He yeah. was washed up in the Premier League. Rooney's Rooney's at that stage too, where yeah, Rooney's like, like my, almost my age. Dude, he, and he's been playing for like I've what fifteen years at Man U. Yeah, yeah, something ridiculous. Are you looking at the women's soccer team right now? I'm, I'm, I am. I'm on the U.S. Women's National Team. Is what's her name going to play tomorrow? Uh, what's her name? Megan, Megan uh, Rapinoe. Yeah. Rapinoe. Yeah. The face. I'm so happy Rapino. she's the face. Yeah, I, is I she going to play? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to yeah. find out. I think so. Yeah. I think she said she's going to try. She to. said she was going to try, but you know, yeah. hopefully, because mm-hmm. she's a major part of the U.S. squad. Yeah, she she's, is, she's I mean, the face of it, and like it's beautiful. She's in the Abby Wambach role. Mm-hmm. Like she's the team leader. Like the old, like she's like the old guy. You know. Mm-hmm. The old pro, like obviously Alex Morgan's really good, but like she's the yeah she's the Draymond Green, she's the heart of the team. Yeah, yeah. it's good. They follow her lead, mm-hmm. so hopefully she plays. Yeah, hopefully. so salute to you, ladies. Hopefully, when you're listening to this, mm-hmm. you're celebrating uh, the USA. U.S. as uh, World Cup champs. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Uh, and then lens is tough, though. It'll be a tough game. It's gonna be a good one for sure. All right, so if we're to the point now, Brendan, where we have our meandering questions. Meandering questions. These used to be rapid fire, but they're not that because we want to explain. You know, explain. So we'll, uh, some of them are specific to you, some we ask everyone. So the first person, what's the last musical artist you listened to that you really enjoyed? Uh, I guess when I left work, I think I had Built to Spill on. Um, probably just been listening to them for like 18 years, I feel like. Huh? 
<laughs> I feel like they've been putting out music since before I was born, and it's just like some some nice uh, white people rock, like really <laughs> really good coffee shop music. But also, I feel like I've seen them at High Sierra one year. I mean, they they're just like a bunch of old dudes that yeah. just jam out. They're they're like, rock they're yeah great. yeah. They're, I'm, they're, I'm pr- they're amazing. I'm, if you've never listened to Built to Steel, I'm, sh- and I'm pretty positive I've seen them on the main stage. Like yeah, they're they're that type of music. They jam, they jam out and have a good time. They're fucking having a good time for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them a few times live, and it's just like. I think the first time it was at the alley in Sparks, like when I was still around. And like, I think they did like a 30 minute cover of like Cowgirl in the Sand, which is already like a stupid long song. And it was just like, <laughs> I was having a great time. I was like, little, little, little fucked up. Uh, we used to do these things called wine bombs at Jungle Vino. Uh, if you're an old Reno person, please explain what a wine bomb is. So, a wine bomb is a like the worst cocktail thing that you could like put into your body like drinking wise basically the bartender would take like their older red wine so like if anything like that was open like two or three days before like put it in a pint glass and then they'd make a a bomb shot that was like it had to be part like absinthe 151 and then like three other liquors in there and then you just chug it so basically, you're just drinking oh, a ton shit. of liquor Ooh. and a ton of wine at one time. It's a lot of high so you're ABV. mixing holy shit, a bunch of stuff. I've never heard of that, but yeah. that is hardcore. That was that was like one of like the, hard pass. Yeah, it, <laughs> like if the, I if I were to yeah. do that now, like I think I'd probably die. But you know, like back then, young, was, yeah. back then that was back then I was like, oh yeah, like, that's how you started your night off. off. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, we're going out Salute, tonight. That's how you know he's from Spark. We are so good drink. Was, we are good drinkers out here. That was like the my favorite thing about like Jungle Vino was like that was like their house kind of like let's get fucked up tonight kind of thing. And I just remember we did those and then all rode our bikes out to Sparks to go to the show. So it was like I just remember sitting there like I'm fucked up, but I'm having a great time. <laughs> I feel like that's built for that's their fans. That's yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it was. I think it's going back to now. So at High Sierra, we'd go up in the bleachers that are super far away from the stage. But you have like a cool view, and we just sit up there and like get super fucked up. And I'm pretty sure that's what we were doing the night they were playing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like it's with a like a bag of them. like a bag of wine, Franzia. Somebody sneaks bunch, in the pouch. Bunch, yeah, a bunch, <laughs> bunch of fucking uh, you know get tools to get our minds right and just set up there getting fucked up. Like this is great. Yeah, this is great. I don't think I've seen them sober because like another time I saw them, they came to Reno again, and it was like the Lagunitas like couch show thing so it was a free show at cargo and lagunitas brought like 50 kegs of beer or something for it oh, and shit. built a spill headlined and it was it was sloppy <laughs> uh, uh. i feel like michael moverly has like a photo of me just holding all my empty beer cups at one point because i didn't <laughs> know what to do with them because they weren't refilling cups so they just hand you like a full cup instead of just refilling one so i just like would stack them all on top of each other you had a huge oh, wizard shit. staff yeah i feel mm-hmm. like i like wizard staff. <laughs> remember like getting up to like eight cups in one hand and then like i don't remember anything quite after that <laughs> like i remember like walking home like past like shades through the alleyway and like i was like i where am i <laughs> Time traveling, it happens. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm just glad I don't do that. <laughs> Listening to the story. Yeah, it was See, that's why they called the Mandarin day. questions, but like, I also like, looking back at my past, like, oh, I'm glad I don't do that anymore. That's just too hard on my body. Yeah, I, I think I had like four beers the other night, and I woke up, and I was like, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> Goddamn liver. Yeah. It regenerates, but only so much. Not fast enough anymore. <laughs> no. 
All right. Um, your favorite or best Star Wars movie? It's two different things. What's your favorite and what's the best? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, it's the one with Captain Picard. That's there we go. <laughs> Sorry, that's my answer. Honestly, I think my favorite is Rogue One. Like... Oh, sure. I, oh, yeah. I think like Dude, standalone was, Star Wars. I showed movie. my dad watched that the other night. Mm-hmm. He never seen it, and he was like, "What is this?" I'm like, "You've not seen Rogue One. It's you need fantastic. to sit down and watch the rest yes. of this because yeah. it's so good." Mm-hmm. Rogue One is probably like hands down like best storyline, like you best know, acting, it, best acting, mm-hmm. best just overall cinematography. Like it just the whole movie. It's felt like watching great. a real movie, and then mm-hmm. you watch the other Star Wars, <laughs> and you're like. Yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah. it's so well put together, and like I was so glad that they're doing like these little one-off kind of storylines because it's like it doesn't change anything in the universe. It's just like it just shows you that there's other things other than like Jedi and Sith. It's like an entire galaxy of people doing shit. Yeah, and it was so good, and it tied in perfectly with the the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A New Hope. And like, then it's and then you know they take the L at the end. That's the thing too. It's like So my dad's like, How come I've never if this is a prequel, how come I've never seen any of these people? And I'm like, <laughs> You gotta sit down and watch the rest of this movie. You gotta yeah. watch because it's like there's like an hour left, like you gotta watch the last hour of this movie mm-hmm. now. You're you've invested too much. Yeah, yeah I think I think like that's the best Star Wars movie. I mean like I I, I agree still with that. I still As get a Star little, Wars fan, yeah, I agree with yeah, that. I still get a little teared up, like, you know, like at the end of it. On the it's beach, like, yeah. It, I feel like it's one of the ones where it's like you get emotionally attached to people, especially the main like, character, because yeah. like her, her whole story of like you know avenging her father and everything. So you like at the end when she kills him and then she tries to run after him and like he holds her back like he's dead. Let it go. Yeah, no, it was the my favorite one to watch. Like I and like it shows like how ruthless Grand Moff Tarkin is. Because he's just like fucking blow up the whole fucking thing. And the ninja, oh, I forget his name, the blind guy. Oh, uh, yeah. dude. I am the, I am one with the force. Yes. The force is one with me. I am yeah. one with me. Dude. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. They all yeah. they're hard body at the end. They mm-hmm. all go out so hard body. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I first time I saw that movie, I did not expect any of that to really like hit that resonate hard. that hard. Like, yeah. 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 I was like, no. you know, it's a Star Wars movie. You're gonna have like a few people like yeah. die. You you're know, gonna, it's, you can't. They're keep gonna be entertained. Alive, but, you know, but yeah. like this was like, damn. Like it was. Mm-hmm. It, it hit hard. I might and watch then, it again tonight. Yeah. What's your favorite? Or what's your uh, favorite one? If that's the best one. I mean, I think my favorite one is just always going to be just Episode Four, like A New know, Hope. A New Hope. It just the original, the first Star Wars. It just like the first time I like watched it on VHS. Like it takes me know. back to being mm-hmm. a kid and just like that and, and that and uh, Empire Strikes Back always take me back to like being like five or six years old watching those on VHS and just like you know it was like. A, a moment in your childhood when you realize when you learned that Darth Vader was Luke's father, it was like a coming of <laughs> age point alert. of your childhood. Yeah, it's no, like, I, you don't know, like Darth Vader's his fucking dad. It's like what? How can your dad be so mean? <laughs> yeah, I think that was like that's my favorite one, just because like you know it just that is, it's a great movie too. Nostalgia. Well, like, like that one actually is a really good. The storytelling in the first one is pretty good. Yeah, it didn't rely on like special effects too much or like action. It was setting the stage, like, I feel like the first, yeah, the first one, it's, it's a good movie. Like, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Empire, though. Bum, bum, bum. Like, because they did a marathon the other day, and they had, uh, the first one, like, started off in the morning, so it was, like, I don't know, like, 10 a.m., and they had, uh, the first, what's the first, the first prequel? When Anakin's a kid, <laughs> yeah, with Jar Jar, yeah, Jar Jar. My mom's like Jar Jar Binks. I'm like, this, this, 
Movie's so fucking terrible. I remember sitting in the theaters as like a teenager with my dad. Like, my dad was confused. I was confused. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> At least Darth Maul really like. Darth saved. Maul was super cool. Yeah, Darth he Maul was saved tight. that movie. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> did it save it or yeah, like it, make it know, watchable? It made it watchable. That saved it in my opinion. Mm. But just. The scene where he activates the second side of his lightsaber oh, is like, yeah, that, like, oh, like mine yeah. was blown there. Yeah, you're yeah. just like, how is that possible? <laughs> Two lightsabers yes. in one? That, and that, like, yeah. that the that is an underrated fight scene with Qui Gon and we're nerding out on Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with Qui Gon and uh, young Obi Wan. Yes. It was Ball, so good. Super underrated like fight balls, scene. Like, yeah. And yeah. you have to like wait and be patient. And the music, and, like, like yes. sometimes. Sometimes when I'm bored, the scoring I'll go like, on YouTube and watch that fight scene because the the scoring and everything that is impeccably designed. It's, fight it's scene. a great it's a great scene. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like if Jar Jar Binks wasn't a big part of that movie, and well, like, like all the, the setup with like the blockade and like yeah. the fucking trade agree the trade union and like all the political mm-hmm. fucking bullshit intrigue, if they just made like the second half of that movie the movie and like fleshed that out more. I mean, whatever. George Lucas, you know, you created this, I guess. <laughs> yeah. This is his baby. Yeah. yeah. You know, not all your kids I, are going to turn out fucking perfect. No, you're not. I still watch it a bunch. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, Revenge of the Sith is good. And uh, the second one's okay. But, yeah, the, I feel like the middle ones are the best ones. Like, Revenge of the Sith through Empire Strikes Back. And I don't, the new ones are... They're eh. just, like, weird rehashes. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, It, it feels like that's they're just one. redoing, like, the movies for a younger generation. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we just took everything that's happened, and we're doing it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, <laughs> but it looks better this time. The yeah. first one was fucking terrible. I, I thought it was, like... The last one was okay, but the first one, I was like, this... It, I start watching it, and I'm like, it starts off really good. No, it does, yeah. And then, like, the second half of the movie just feels rushed and, like, half-ass done. But the trailer for the new one, that intro though, and like the the newest one, like the scene, or like the whole caper scene and everything. Like half the movie's great, the other half doesn't make any. F- it's like it two has fucking no different impact movies. On yeah, it's the, like two different like, fucking movies. Like, why did you spend forty minutes on this bullshit side story? Like they just go to Las Vegas in space and then yeah, it's like mm-hmm. fucking Ocean's <laughs> oh, Eleven. Yeah, yeah. It's like Ocean's Eleven for seventeen minutes. You're yeah, like, yeah. why did that happen? I totally forgot like, about if they that. At least like yes. wrote it into like, the storyline yeah. somehow to like make it impactful. But it's literally like, oh, you guys did yeah. all this and nothing happened. Yeah, they should have just made it a side movie. And like, I liked Solo. Solo was good too. I, I enjoyed Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I I don't think it was great. I, I went in with really low expectations. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Solo, like, I, I watched it on Netflix after. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just remember like reading like the production of everything, like all the this reshoots. This is gonna be terrible. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna suck." I expect it to suck, and I went in, and it was like, "This is a decent yeah. movie." Yeah, yeah. You watch it, like it's enjoyable. There's cool scenes, and it does enough to like set up his backstory that like it fits in, and you understand why he is later. Like, it completes the arc of Han Solo of like why he is, you know, at who the, he it, is yeah. and how. Yeah, it was yeah after he died in the one movie. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't understand. It wasn't shitty. I mean, like. I feel like fucking the first new one was way worse than Solo. The Force Awakens is a fucking... T- at me. Force Awakens sucks, okay? It's fucking lazy and sloppy and half-ass done. I thought Solo was a way better fucking complete movie. I was getting a little salty at Adam Driver being a salty child. I do like Adam Driver. As Adam Driver is awesome. Yeah, but but like, just like Kylo Ren just feels weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I feel like they're leaning into it, which is good. But like... If the your whole movie is just depending on like if the quality of your movie is depending on the sequels, like it's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Like Endgame or Infinity War is so fucking good 
Because you could, even if you don't watch, and it's a great standalone movie. Yeah. To say it's setting up the second half of a movie, it's, it stands on its own as a fucking excellent movie. Very Tip true. to tail, as you would say. Tip to tail, yep. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> You're up, Jake. All right, so we kind of ask everybody this, but best burger and like in Reno or in Reno, in yeah. general? You can go in general, but normally we aim for Reno. Man, you got know. something bigger than Reno that that you want to shout out? Just let them answer in Reno. Yeah, That's what I, we always I was ask. Say in Reno. I mean, mm. I don't. I don't even know the ton of burgers. I mean, last one I had that I really, really enjoyed. Probably just I. I was a little drunk. And I think I went to Juicy's and had a, a great time okay. there. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. It's <laughs> a legit choice. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they're, yeah they're, not they're, bad. They're on the, I feel the like nomination Juicy's list. <laughs> grills their onions really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, that's like the last one that like stuck out to me. You know, I haven't. I haven't been to the new burger place next door. I guess I'm a terrible neighbor. No, but. no. I, th- this is my plan for always new places. Give it a month just so they could get all their, you know, ducks in a row. Because, okay. like, because like you go to the a service new place. is going to be bad, definitely. Yeah. And, like, other stuff might be bad. And like the they don't cook, have their systems in place. Exactly. And wait a month. Like, go ahead and try it if you want, but don't give it a legitimate, like, critique until about, you know. 30 to Five, six, six weeks in. 30 to 60 days, kind of like when you get your insurance or something like that. <laughs> I mean, they, they are a franchise, so they should have, like, everything in place. It's not like they're, like, mm. making stuff up on the fly. Mm. But, mm. yeah, they've been open almost a week, so. <laughs> so, yeah. you're, a, uh, you, you're a gamer? A little bit. I mean, by a little bit, like, probably too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What system do you have? Uh, so, I have everything but, like, Wii and, like, you know... Uh, the new Nintendo stuff. The Switch. So yeah. uh, what's your go-to system? PS4 uh, or Xbox? I do a lot of PC. Oh, okay. So you're an actual gamer. So that's why you have a Twitch. <laughs> Tell people about your Twitch real quick. Uh, I don't stream very often. Uh, <laughs> you can see me drink and cry playing PUBG a lot. Like, High five. I play PUBG. I've got a little, you know, got little homies we play. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a difficult relationship it, with a video game. It's actually like, I feel like I just hate myself playing it, but it's also like so fun at the same time. Like I, I've done a lot. <laughs> like I haven't been able to get into Fortnite. I'm not, I don't think I'm smart enough for it. Like the building and everything. Fortnite, is, yeah, it's uh, too it's, fucking much. It's too much. And like, I played a lot of Apex Legends when it came out and it I felt, t- it felt too easy. Like I was winning too many times. Like, <laughs> so I, 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 I put it like. When when Apex came out, I was like, PUBG is like a terrible fucking like girl that you've known forever, but you're just in a really shitty relationship, but you know each <laughs> other super well and you're very comfortable. Yeah. And then like Apex was like a super cool mm. hot girl, and you like leave this toxic relationship and get into a healthy one, and like don't realize that the healthy you like start finding flaws in the healthy one because you, it doesn't like they're not even like real flaws yeah. like you're like oh man like like saying the game's too yeah. easy because that's yeah. what we were saying yeah. like oh the game this is easy or like whatever like um, and then it's just like no it's just really executed fucking game yeah. like we wished PUBG was that good like my friend <laughs> deleted PUBG and he doesn't play salute to you Mike he only plays Apex now I'm like we only played Apex for like a month but now we like split the time between them. Like I kind of want to play PUBG. <laughs> and, like you play in the first game, you fucking crash, and you're just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like fix this fucking game. My favorite is just like the mm-hmm. desync in that game is still so terrible. Like you'll be like, "Oh, I like peeked a window, went back, and, and then, then I got shot in the face." 
like after like a full second of not being in the window and it's like oh this is fun you like run to cover and you die after you're you're like there's no way the guy hit me i was in cover and then you watch like the kill cam and the kill cams are terrible and just makes it worse at least you guys have kill cam on pc oh yeah you don't even have that on fucking on console i'm excited though for the they're doing like the remastered the the remaster of erangel which is the only map worth playing if you play anything else i like mexico too it's just so slow it's so big true it's so big i like mexico for sniping like getting some epic sniping battles and stuff at, like when you're on the ridges you know like yeah, sniping that's, like, that's fun and like we also like mad max it we'll get a we'll get a the super fat muscle car <laughs> like four of us and just drive around fighting people like in ca- other cars until so, you know we blow up or fucking crash into something that hasn't <laughs> rendered yet <laughs> Uh, that's too often in that game <laughs> or we I fall was... through the fucking map <laughs> and then, like lose the car and have to quickly swim to the surface before we fucking drown yeah. and then you like appear in the middle of the road like in the open you just get sniped and killed like just like where am i yeah no, that's this that... game's made a billion dollars and it still sucks this best <laughs> yeah no and i i think i've been playing mostly that you know apex i've played a lot of destiny 2 and I've been playing like a really like fun but also like punishing game called Escape from Tarkov. It's just like basically like quick little matches where it's like PVE and PvP at the same time and like everything you take in with you if you die you lose. Ooh. So it's like you're like all right like I'm bringing in all my good stuff and then you die and it's like wow I just lost like $500,000 worth of stuff. It does the other person keep it? If they make it out like so like basically there's like three escape points Whew. like on this, the map that is fucking tough so it's like <laughs> that is fucking know, a lot of investment yeah it's it's fun but then it's also like you'll have really great days where you're like man i just got so much cool stuff i made so much money today and then you lose it like you just die like five times in a row Ugh. like and it, it's <laughs> way too technical like for me like i have like a friend that was like in the military and he's like yeah dude no these are the bullets that you want to use like these are like military grade bullet penetrating ones these are the ones you have to buy and i'm like i don't know what that means <laughs> like they make this shit so high level now yeah like, it, it's it's like i just video gonna, games are so fucking complicated mm-hmm. yeah like it's easy like to nerd out on one but it's hard to be like a casual gamer i feel like for yeah. some of these games you can't just like like i used to play madden you can't just jump in and play madden now you got to play like a fucking hour long tutorial to learn how to like block and run like it's so they're so realistic mm-hmm. like pubg was like oh dude you got to like take into account bullet drop and like when you're fucking parachuting like oh your parachute like there's parachute mechanics you got to learn how to do everything like learn how like jumping works and yeah yeah, I, I feel like PUBG's as about as complex as I really want to invest in. It's like, oh, I can like kind of guess the bullet yeah. drop with this. Like, and I don't need. Scale. Yeah, you don't need stat like to be a stat nerd. Like, because I played Division in Division Two. Like with those, you have to like fucking look at stats and shit, and like multipliers and like sets, and like keep track of fucking too much. And I'm like, I just want to play a game where I can like play with my friends, shoot shit, with like in a technical enough way that's satisfying. Without having to be a fucking yeah, you don't need have a computer. For yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> Literally, like I had a spreadsheet on the last one for like the armor and shit. Yep. You're like, oh man, like if I'm using this AR, I can only have this piece and this piece. So if I put this one on, it's like that. Every bonus time you is play, useless. it takes fucking 25 minutes to set your shit up, and then yeah. you go play, and you're like, eh, I just kind of <laughs> wanted to play for 25 minutes. <laughs> but anyways, that's why they're meandering questions. People. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite board game. 
man, that's kind of tough. Like, I guess, I don't know. Right now I'm playing a tabletop game a lot. Uh, it's, like, based off of the a Song of Ice and Fire, so Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, a, a war game. Uh, so you basically choose an army, and then you get to play as them, and it's kind of... You over at the Glass Die playing this, or...? Yeah, yeah. And I played in a tournament at RageCon, did not do well. Um, <laughs> I was playing Free Folk, and it did not, I, I just did not roll very well. That's, <laughs> that's the problem with, like, any game with dice mm -hmm. is, like, it's just, you can either well, do can go really, you. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I was playing one of my friends, like, in one of my matches, and he rolled, like, I think he needed to roll, like, six tens out of, like, 12 dice. Like, so roll a six ten times, and he literally did that which like the probability is so small and it's just like every single dice is like a five or a six and it's like how hmm. how are you doing this i mean it's i've like, seen uh i've seen my siblings and i like get into fights over like risk with roles where it's just like yeah like there's no way he has four pieces and you have fucking 24 there's no way you're gonna hold this fucking land <laughs> it's the dice rolls like yeah. like i've seen people lose their shit because it is like the odds are overwhelmingly in your favor, but there's still odds. Like each one is an independent, you know, interaction, you know, independent from the other one. So it doesn't matter. Like if you've won three in a row, like you have an equal chance to lose that next one. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like that one point where it's like I would have won that match had he not like had this incredibly small chance of like saving this guy, and it's like I just couldn't do it. And then it's like all right, well, like we tied, but I should have won. Yeah, I mean, but, I play Magic online, so you, yeah. I, I understand that. Uh, have you ever played uh, Terraforming Mars? That's the, we, Me and my friends just started playing that. Uh, Jeff, owner of Glass, I was trying to show me that game, and it's just, like, a little, little complex for me. You have to... Like, it's... We tell... There's a 30-minute video on YouTube you have to watch before you, before you can play. <laughs> yeah. That's too much investment. But it's I'm so a, much fun. I'm already I'm done. Like, those, I'm not hiding it. I'm a fucking nerd. To take a class. I'm a fucking nerd. But it's so rewarding to play. It's super complex. I mean, it's literally about terraforming Mars. <laughs> There's all the science shit involved. So it's like Total Recall? <laughs> it's like the science behind Total Recall. <laughs> the lead up to Total Recall. Yeah. Oh, it's the pregame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Total Recall occurs like three games after this. <laughs> Uh, well, I want to play the third game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where you go around shooting people. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, on yeah. The Arnold. Yeah, yeah, and uh, not looking up th third nipples and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this game is more about like, you know, crashing, paying enough to crash a meteor, you know, to heat up the planet so you can make water and plants can grow. Oh dang! You got to pay for a meteor to come your way. Yeah, you're a corporation. Like you're competing corporations. All right, all right. The man, you're the man. Okay. Yeah. But thank you for answering. The meandering questions, yeah, you Brendan. Made it through. You made it through. Thank excellent you. answers, yeah. flying colors. Yes. So uh, we're going to mm -hmm. wrap it up here. We've already talked about the soccer team and uh, explosions at UNR. Do we have any local events anyone needs to so talk about? So at Lead Dog on Friday, let me pull up this flyer real quick. Um, we've mentioned it before. My friend Sean Barrett, he is trying to raise money to go to India to teach about autism and uh, ways to help the kids. So it's, um, let's see, and he's having a fundraiser at Lead Dog on the 12th from like 6 o'clock to 8 or 9, and uh, or to 10, and there's a raffle and everything like that, and it just, you know, to go help kids with autism in India. Thanks. Anything mm -hmm. else? Oh, Pitch Black has something also on the 13th, <laughs> an art show. <laughs> I think we mentioned it earlier. I think you need to do a better job of explaining what these things are. 
You said Pitch Black has something on the 13th. Okay, Pitch Black has like an art gallery, uh, <laughs> an opening on the 13th at the new location on 4th Street. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Like, you're looking at me. I don't know what you're talking about. I cannot uh, provide context. You got to fucking do well, this. Well, like, I'm trying to remember at the same time. Yeah. I got a, all kinds of things in my head. Baby mama texting it's me. It's a long vacation. Yeah. So, Brendan, you have anything you want to tell the people about going on uh, at your business establishment? Uh, you know, I don't have anything scheduled. Every Monday, we're still doing the open mic that we're carrying on from Java Jungle. So, nice. trying to get that more popular again. So, it's every Monday, seven to nine. Um, and all ages, right? All ages. It's a coffee shop, so anyone can show up. Um, and then it's Art Town right now, so there's always something going on yeah, around. Check out there. Art Town. I haven't. I've been out of town, so I haven't been down there yet to see any events. But mm-hmm. It just started, so it's only the 6th. It's a quarter of the way done. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, that's it. Um, anything else we need to go over? Well, before we let you go, Brendan, do you have anything... Like, if you want people to know anything about your uh, the coffee shop, Capello's Coffee, tell them. What do you, what do you want them to know? Um, yeah. I have, I have a website, it's just cafecapello.com. We got an Instagram, same thing, Cafe Capello. Uh, you know, we're pretty small scale still. So, I mean, roasting our own coffee. We do food, breakfast, lunch. Not dinner, though. Food's good. I, what time uh, does the kitchen close? Uh, 2 o'clock. Okay. What time do you guys open? 7 a.m. And then you close, like, 8? Uh, so the coffee shop closes at 9. Okay. So I have, like, 7 hours of just drink service and whatever pastries we got to but very nice yeah well check it yeah. out go get your caffeine right now down there classic location across from our bar up from tap house down mm-hmm. there on the river watch out for the rats <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the juggalos <laughs> the jugg- say you know just throw out like a whoop whoop and it's it's all fine yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh. <laughs> Cafe Capello. Uh, well, Brendan, thank right you now. again for uh, coming and joining us this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And, it's been uh, fun. Mm-hmm. Check us out. Uh, we will be back next. We'll be back more on a regular schedule now. Yeah. For the next few weeks, uh, we've been taking breaks. You know, Caesar the baby, a little summer break. So, uh, look for us next week. As always, you can check us out every Friday night from nine to eleven on K Week ninety-seven point seven with our radio show up in the mix with nothing best than hip hop. Although we will be playing reruns because we're taking a little break from that, so yeah, we'll we'll figure we'll, out we'll a little back, schedule. We'll be back in another week or two with another with a new episode of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, check us out on uh, Instagram, up in the mix live, and all the social medias. Yeah, this is uh, De La Photo. I'm out. Jake, peace. Later.